If you don't believe in evolution, study the LDS Church's history. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see really, really quickly <laughs> that evolution is true. <laughs> we were talking pre-podcast about all of the changes in LDS Church doctrine and them disavowing different things that church leaders have said throughout the years. And yeah, that was just something that popped out of my mouth while we were just standing around drinking beers and eating pizza. And I thought it'd be good to start off the podcast with it. It seemed like it was more eloquent when I said it the first time. I feel like I left something out or something was missing. No, it was fine. Maybe it was just context. <laughs> it was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. So, welcome to the Godless Revolution, everybody. I'm Dan, and we have, as always, Matt and Ryan. Hello. And tonight we have a very special guest, Mr. Josh Fulmer. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Comfortable in front of the mic, we can yeah. tell. <laughs> And Josh brought with him his lovely wife, Stacy. Is that right? Very mm-hmm. nice to meet you guys. So Josh contacted me earlier today and asked to come on the podcast because why? So I, I have been trying to get into um, get my voice heard. Uh, I feel like that the way a lot of the country is going and just a lot of people who need support, um, we need a lot more people to be vocal and active and be able to get their stories heard. Um, I myself have a story, but I also have um, a unique set of talents that have accumulated through almost a decade in the field of anthropology, um, where I have specialized in the anthropology of religion. Um, so being able to use what we call, and I'll delve into this a little bit more deeply, but the anthropological method, um, ethnographic methods, turning that in to focus on you and to realize where you are and to look at your cultural context. And that helps a lot of individuals to come to terms with some of the culture that they were raised in. Inevitably, I would say, and I say that comfortably, turning to atheism and turning away from religious traditions. So that's why I want to tell my story, and I want to tell um, a few things that I have come across, just to demonstrate that this can be done. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds good. So, so start us out with some definitions first. What is anthropology? So anthropology, uh, in simplest terms, is the study of humans. Um, I know that sounds like a cop-out response in, in, a, in a, lot of, a lot of respects, but no, it's it literally... A, that's, ex- that's literally what it means. It literally is the study of humans. Um, so there's all different kinds of fields. You have biological anthropology, which is the study mm-hmm. of the biological mechanisms of evolution, how that relates to us, you know, type of foods we eat, everything of that sort. Um, we have physical anthropology, which is the study of skeletons, human osteology, um, both ancient and modern. We have cultural anthropology, which is specifically the study of symbolic culture um, and how that relates to the human experience. We also have archaeology, which is the study of um, material culture, uh, both modern and ancient, and seeing how that relates uh, but the list, I mean, there's even pornographic anthropology, which, wow, <laughs> you know, as, as a male with a penis, I study that quite often. Um, but it just, it, everything, everything that you can think of, there's a field. But those are the main fields, just the archaeology, biological, physical, and cultural anthropology. Um, I also mentioned ethnography. Uh, ethnography is a cool field um, in the respect that you go out, you look at living people. and by living people, 
you can determine what their ancestors did because the cultural tra traditions exist past generations. Yeah. And so you can see, well, this is what this living individual has done. I can compare and contrast that to historical records and I can make a safe assumption on what the past was doing, what their ancestors were doing. And so that's really what I focus on is ethnography is looking at living populations and seeing how that relates to the past. Nice. Yeah. I was going to ask you what eth ethnography, was that what you said? Ethnography. Ethnography. Mm -hmm. That was the other term. I, I'm, I hadn't heard that term before. I don't believe. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you. So, now, in talking with you a little bit before the podcast, you said that you used to be LDS, but mm -hmm. that you lived out of state. Did you ever live in Utah, or were you raised LDS outside of Utah? Um, I was primarily raised LDS outside of Utah. Uh, my earliest memories, I lived in Seattle, Washington. Um, you know, I, I would call it a suburb. Uh, Olympia is the capital, but nobody knows where Olympia is. Sure. I know so the beer. Yeah, we know the beer that's made in Milwaukee. You know, hey, right, right. That's my that's my neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I was raised in in the Northwest, which is is very liberal in their take of uh, the Mormon religion. Um, I remember, you know, even growing up and living there as an adult. Even they were talking about how. A lot of the stories that don't make sense can be taken allegorically, uh, which is really outside the Brighamite Mormons, which you see in Utah, where everything is literal. It's a literal word of God. Uh, that wasn't the sense. And that's probably why I stayed in so long, because I had the freedom to kind of explore some of the doubts I had, which led me to be agnostic and very openly agnostic about uh, not just the Mormon religion, but about God. Um, let me, let, sorry, let me jump in oh, real quick for, right there. Cause that, that, that's my very first question for you. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what does agnostic mean and how do you be openly agnostic? So uh, agnosticism. Um, and now that I am a firebrand atheist, <laughs> I, I really go with what Richard Dawkins says and agnosticism simply put is intellectual laziness. It's the inability to really delve into, um, what makes you uncomfortable. So you're looking at your religion, you're looking at whether or not God exists, whether or not this religion is true. Um, you're certainly going to be met with, and I believe we've, you guys have used this term, cognitive dissonance, mm -hmm. uh, on the podcast before, uh, where you felt with that uh, cognitive dissonance. So uh, for the most part, really uncomfortable feeling, pit in your stomach, uh, you have a lot of um, overheating, you know, we know what cognitive dissonance feels like. Put those doubts in a box and crush it. Exactly. Is it, so, exactly. So, so is this a case of being an atheist and not being willing to accept that or you, know, you don't I, like the negative I really things that go along with get the Get right up on your mind. Yeah, I really think that for the most part, it was just an unwillingness to accept where I was, um, an unwillingness to really delve too deeply into uh, the deep doctrine of the church and to delve into the history because... If I did, there was something that I was going to find that was going to prove me wrong. And I wasn't ready to admit that to myself, that I had been duped. I had been raised falsely uh, to believe into, in something that's so harmful as yeah. I think it is. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a lot of just not being comfortable with who I was and a lot of how I was raised. I mean, my earliest memories were being in the church. If you read this, you're reading anti-Mormon literature. Uh you could become yeah. a son of perdition, and those are the only people that get to go to hell. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, so it really just locked me up. Um, so I, when I say agnosticism, it was because 
not because I think I was intellectually lazy. I was just petrified. It was a fear. Yeah, yeah. it was a fear okay. of repercussion. Um, and then openly agnostic, when I mean that, I was comfortable in Washington State just saying, I don't know whether or not this is true. I don't know uh, if the church is true, if God is even real. But I like what is going on. I like how I feel because I don't know anything different. I mean, that's that's the precursor right there. I don't know anything different. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think I think too many religious people get hung up on that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm comfortable where I am. Why mm-hmm. would I want to change yeah. that? You know, if I'm I'm comfortable enough and happy enough where I am, why would I want to explore anything outside of that? Mm-hmm. And them just being religious is a big part of them. It's like, that's who I am. This is me. Yeah. I'm this person that goes to church and do this and do that. It's my community. I can't yeah, lose that. Yeah, it's the that. cultural traditions mm-hmm. yeah. and, and, and steeping in, in that environment that, you know, they don't, they don't, you know, they seem to have a view of, well, you know, I'm happy where I am now. Why would I want to change that? Not realizing for a second that, you know, you, it is possible that you could be happier. Yeah. You know, I right. think, I think most of them fear that, and, and part of it's, you know, their up, upbringing and, and church teaching that if you leave the church, you're not going to be happy. Exactly. exactly. And so they fear that like, well, if I find out the church is true, I'm not going to be happy anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just the Mormon religion that does it too, though. It's all religions. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But Yeah. Yeah, it's just sad. You know, I, I think people stifle themselves because, and it's all fear-based. You know, I think, I think one of the primary and motivating factors behind all religion is just fear. They fear the unknown. Yeah. They fear finding out the truth. They fear their lives changing. They fear God. They fear hell. They fear yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, all it's that, like it's, it's like that. It's yeah. like that bit in in Wayne's World when Garth just says, "We fear change." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know a guy that I, t- I tell him all the time, like, "You're not Mormon. You're you're Jack Mormon. You're not actually really Mormon. You don't go to church. You drink. You do everything that the Bible or your religion tells you not to do. Like, you have a pot of coffee every morning. Like, well, I am too Mormon. My parents are Mormon. <laughs> I'm like, well, then you're yeah. you're culturally Mormon. Well, and I th- I think yeah. that's that's akin to wearing lucky underwear, you know. Yeah, you might yeah, not yeah. believe in it, you might not bu- buy into that bullshit, but hey, I won a basketball game wearing these fucking drawers. <laughs> yeah. right, right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wear them every single fucking time I play basketball. That's essentially what Jack Mormons are doing. Right. They, they have this ace up their sleeve, and if anything ever goes wrong, well, hey, I. You know what? I never bashed the church. I never walked away completely from Mormonism. I may have sinned. I may have been out drinking. I may have, you know, gone to uh, was a gay club here, Metro, and you know, hooked Jam, up in the bathroom stall. Yeah. And uh, but no, 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 no. <laughs> it, it's okay because I, I stayed Mormon. I yeah. never, I never became a never apostate. denounced it. Yeah. Right. I still have tangential ties to the church, so I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. see the. Well, that's not that's not you saying that personally. No, that's, no, that's, not that's me. A, that's the hypothetical no, person I, we've created. Yeah, I renounce thee. I renounce thee. I renounce thee. Yeah, <laughs> See, I actually have a friend right now who is a, he's, he's atheist, but he's having the problem with it because he just had a kid, and he his brothers went through it where his parents were trying to. You make have a sure, friend that had a kid? Yeah, I got a few of them. Well, this oh. guy just had a kid like two weeks. The guy ago. had a kid. Yeah. Well, he's a guy friend. His wife had the kid. Oh, okay. That, <laughs> that's what we were looking for. <laughs> it took a minute. Okay. I know. I was, I was playing with that one. But his, his adopt, yeah. he's, he's adopted, and his parents are Mormon. And his other brothers have had their parents push having their child uh, baptized in Mormon religion. He's like, I know it's coming. He said, I don't know what to mm. say. He's like, I don't want to offend them because you know, I love my parents. But at the same time, I have want my child to have nothing to do with the Mormon religion. He's worried that's going to tear his tear he's him gotta, away. He's got to tell him from his. Oh, they know. They know he's not religious. Well, 
then it's not up to them. But mm-hmm. he's worried he's going to tear his them away from him because he was. But families are forever, that's, and religion is yep. a uniting force. Right, Bullshit. that's a great point too. But also, <laughs> that's on the parents. And, and oh, let, yeah, yeah, you know. So, Dan, I would like to qualify. Families are forever, unless you're a Mormon and you have a family member who becomes an apostate. Yeah, and then that apostate is breaking the contract. Because you have an eternal family, sure, right, and, right. You know, it's it's essentially when you look pull. at it, yeah. it's it's an eternal contract. It's a contract that yep. you're making. You make all those promises in the temple, yada yada yada. It's all fucking bullshit. You're booted out of the celestial kingdom, but for you're breaching contract. But you're you're breaking your family unit. You're breaking <laughs> yeah. it up apart because you're no longer allowed to be as a uh, an intact familial unit in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And so you're the contract breaker. Right. And that's why so many people are locked up with fear uh, to even leave the church because they know, you know, it's not a question. They know that it's going to destroy their fucking family. But it's Which not. It, and when it's the yeah, church that's well, destroying it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's And I mean, you yeah, could have situations yeah. like me where my, my parents, you know, it took them a while, but they, they came around to embrace it. You know, we even have uh, some philosophical conversations, but there are topics that... You know, we're not apparently going to discuss homosexuality or anything of that sort. Uh, <laughs> but, it, you know, that I knew, you know, regardless of what the, the situation now says, at the time coming out as an atheist to my family was the hardest thing I've ever done. And I've been through a divorce, but yeah. this was much harder than that. To come to my parents mm-hmm. and say, you know, you have been great parents to me. You have raised me to be the man that I am. But I don't believe in any of the fucking bullshit that you've been feeding me since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I knew it, there was no doubt in my mind that they were going to walk away and I was going to be cast out of their life. But, you know, I underestimated their capacity to to embrace me and to love me who I am. But mm. that fear was still there. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sure. And mm. I imagine until situations demonstrate otherwise, almost everybody in the church is going to feel that one time or another. If I'm going to come out, what the fuck is it going to do to my family? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So how long I, have you been out then? Um, officially two years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so when you, when you came out, did you like have a little family sit down meeting with your parents or how did you go about it? Um, <laughs> I'm always, so, I'm always interested yeah, in the coming out yeah, story. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, you know, I knew again, it was, it was unfounded. It was, I would even consider it wrong on my stance to underestimate my parents in that way. Um, but I had never seen anything else to demonstrate that they were going the other way, that they would actually support me because I've had cousins who have made mistakes. They never left the church, but they made mistakes and they've been completely ostracized yeah. from the family. Um, so I just mentioned it in passing one day. I said, you know, I'm not going to church anymore. And this was before I got my divorce. Um, not going to church anymore. I, I don't believe in it. And there were, you know, a couple, okay, we need to sit down and reconvert Josh dinners. Uh, <laughs> certainly at Chuck. Family Ar- meeting, yeah. emergency time, family meeting time. at Chuckarama. We're going to be yeah. at Chuckarama yeah. and, and discuss the church. Up uh, Chuckarama. <laughs> um, you know, but it was, it was hard for them. And I think it was hard for them because they, this is something that means so much to them. But it wasn't about the religion. It was about the pain that I was going through at the time because I was going through a divorce. Um, but they didn't know how to articulate that they still supported me uh, because for them, they had the red flags. Well, fuck, Josh is sinning. He's he's doing these bad things. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's leaving the church. Mm-hmm. It's because he's so disenfranchised with it. And 
Yeah, it's, I, your, it's your fault. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. It was yeah, initially my fault, but see, that was the reaction that was ingrained into them mm-hmm. via the culture. So they didn't go that route. And that's why I'm saying that it was ingrained in them because they didn't go that route. Yeah, there was a lot of resilience at first, but they came to me and they just said, you know, and th- this was one thing that really stuck to me. Um, my dad comes to me and says, you know, Josh, you have an amazing capacity to teach and to bring people together. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I know what your beliefs are. And this was a year um, after, you know, I came out to them in, in a little bit of small bickering here and there. But he says, I just hope that you're going to do this for good. And he's like, I, you know, I know what you believe and just understand. I respect you and I hope that you respect my beliefs and, you know, we'll discuss philosophy anytime you want. We can discuss it, but just know that I'm never going to demonize you. I'm never going to attack you for being an atheist. Um, and he just said, you know, essentially, Spider-Man quote. I don't know where the fuck he came up with that. But, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. So, you know, just just bring people together, bridge those gaps. And that was the advice that he gave me. And will you use your newfound power for good or for awesome? I will use it for awesome. <laughs> Definitely for awesome. Uh, you know, so it's been good. And I mean, my, my grandfather even passed away uh, a couple months ago. Um, and I, I never knew him as an adult. Uh, they lived in California, um, you know, so I, I had some uh, regrets not getting to know him as an adult. So I was pretty torn up about it. And my dad called me and said, and this was big. I mean, this was fucking huge for a Mormon to say this or any anybody who's religious for that matter. But he comes up to me and he says, you know, I know that you're having a hard time with your grandfather passing, um, you know, and, and we don't necessarily know what's going to happen uh, to him. You know, I believe that he's going to the celestial kingdom. But for you, you just need to understand that he's part of the universe for whatever that means to you and that he is no longer suffering. And that's the beautiful aspect of it. And that's my fucking dad. Who's a Brigamite Mormon comes to me and says that, Mm. you know, so that, that was a milestone. And after that, I just, I fully understood, not just knew, but I understood how much he supported me and respected me for whatever I'm doing. As long as I'm not going out there you know, blowing a horn seven times and saying "fuck Mormons." <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I like I that guy at Temple like Square. Yeah. Have you run into that fucking crazy guy? Yeah. Oh man, he followed us around when we did the when we did the last mass resignation. You know, he sees he sees this group of people all holding protest signs and everything, and he's on the corner blowing his fucking horn. And I must have missed us, him. He sees us coming, and he he's all excited initially, like, "Hey, some more people protesting the LDS Church!" And he runs up to us and he starts reading the signs. And he's like, "Oh." oh. Oh, oh no, 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 God will not be mocked. <laughs> but no, I was, I was there and, uh, no, yeah, he was so fucking excited. He was like an, uh, an alcoholic in an alcohol store. I mean, it was, it was great, but he does, he, he comes over and he's deer caught in the fucking headlights. We're like, you're barking up the wrong tree. Man. Yeah. We know Mormons are a cult. Move on. Yeah. I, w- I would say that's, that's probably the, prime example of how parents should react oh, yeah. I, i'm oh yeah i've been accused of taking a hard line on this show but uh i still think i still think it's entirely up to the parents to react in the way that yours did you know these are your fucking kids yeah. you know they're gonna come to you and say something you're gonna shit on them like fuck you no you be the grown-up you act like a fucking grown-up this is your child yep, be a no. grown-up you know, yeah. Kudos to your dad. For yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely. hundred percent. Really but, but most of the yeah. time, 
Most of the time they don't. They act like fucking kids and they expect their kids to be the grown ups. Yeah. yeah. And that's and, bullshit. And I mean that's uh, what people are afraid of. Think of think of the mid nineties to the mid uh, early two thousands when kids were getting caught, you know, maybe with something as simple as Hey, I have you know a gram of marijuana. Yeah, or a joint or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joint, and they're yeah. getting sent off to fucking camp on Asazi. Hello, you know. <laughs> yeah. Did you? I went to DT oh, for two weeks for that. Fuck that shit. <laughs> my mom called the cops. You found a bong in my room. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it was a tobacco bong, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was an herbal bong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's still, it's for really big incense, mom. <laughs> yeah, but still, that dude. Yeah, like fucking grow up. Yeah. Right. Jeez. Like you're the parent. You know. I don't know. You got sent off to, to... I went to DT. Not to Anasazi, no. Oh. But I went to DT. I got locked up for two weeks for having a bong in my room. Oh, God. My that... mom found and called the cops on me. How old were you? 13. Uh, it was last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, well, she and I haven't had a great relationship ever. I mean, still, yeah. we still don't. But, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, just fucking grow up. It, you know? I have a 13-year-old now. So... You know, what if what if he did something that I don't do or don't don't agree with? You know, what if he was gay? I'm not gay. What if he was gay? Would I shun him? No, no of course not. Because you're not it's a religious. Kid. It's <laughs> not me. Yeah. I don't get to decide for him. Yeah. yeah, I get to be the 32 year old that says, OK, you're different from me. Weird. Whoa. Yeah. All right. Fine. Whatever. So anyway, but that's. I guess I guess that's not a hard line. I don't know. No, it's that's not really it's, no. I, I get accused of that on this show. No, we accuse you of just being wrong. <laughs> well, if if you could make the case, then it would be a situation we'd oh, have. <laughs> Actually, Don Cheeto's lost forever. Don Cheeto is lost. The Don Cheeto episode. I'm oh, still, I'm a still tragedy. torn up about that. That's we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna keep mentioning Don Cheeto until someone no asks. one's gonna know what's until going until someone on. asks. What is Don Cheeto? Hey, what is Don Cheeto? <laughs> I still don't know the guy's real name. I'm still gonna call him Don. It's Cheeto. Don Cheadle. Cheadle. Yeah. I called him Don and he's Cheeto. He's a fantastic actor. He is. Let's get into uh, some anthropology. All right. This is a rare situation. I None feel like are. I'm on drunk history right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. We like the beers. Um. <laughs> uh, so, so you you mentioned your in, your specific interest is in anthropology conta- uh, pertaining to religion, right? Yes, Book of Mormon, yes. Bible. Um. Let's talk about the flora for uh, like 600 BC to let's say 600 AD Mesoamerica, uh, and and what we know is true versus what the Book of Mormon claims. So uh, the flora. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, yeah. yeah. Go ahead and take a drink. I'll, I mean, because the book of, yeah. the Book of Mormon talks a lot about wheat and barley. Um, yeah. and some of the fauna, they talk about elephants and horses mm-hmm. and things like that, which, which is almost a direct, um, plagiarism from some of the Bible stuff about wheat and barley in the middle East, which we know happened, right? That that's for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. But in central America, not necessarily the case, right? So, well, and, and that's correct. And I mean, you'll, you'll never actually hear the church admit, um, you know, as public policy, they will never admit that it took place in Mesoamerica. Sure. Um, so, I mean, you have multiple different scopes depending on and yes the mormon church does have different denomination you fuckers <laughs> it's not just the mormon church you have brighamites you have all different kinds of denominations within the same fucking name 
just putting it out there. Yeah, the FLDS. The FLDS. Yeah. But even with even the, mainstream, yeah, sure, the mainstream sure. LDS church, oh, gotcha. yeah, yeah. you have uh, different um, interpretations of the same doctrine, uh, which that is anthropological within itself, is that you can't have a widely distributed uh, uh, set of beliefs and not have different interpretations, thus uh, not having different denominations. Mm-hmm. But so it really depends on who you ask. Uh, did it take place in Mesoamerica? Did it take place in South America? Did it take place in Jackson County, Missouri? Did it take place in Canada? You know, who the fuck mm-hmm. knows? And it's always a skirting of the question. Yeah. But, you know, the the primary... But, but, but yet the Mormon funds tours to places like Chichen Itza. Yes. And, and stuff, which is clearly Mayan, and, and they, Guatemala they, and Central America. They do that specifically because there are some correlations. Um, so, I mean, you, you have in, in Chichen Itza, uh, you, ha- you have different symbols that are on the wall. Like you have the sun, the moon, the star, obviously, obviously that means they were talking about, you know, the fucking celestial, celestial and terrestrial kingdoms. <laughs> right, obviously right, right. that's what that means. <laughs> I, okay. I mean, God forbid that you fucking look up in the sky and there's a big yellow thing and, Everybody who fucking lives and has eyes that work, they can fucking see that there's stars and moon and sun, and they're going to record that sometime in the history. No, no, no. Mormons, you're fucking right. It's the it's the three degrees of glory. Well, I mean, and real quick, right. I want to I wanted to mention how weird it is to me that the LDS Church has the three different heavens, but they name them weirdly, right? Like you have the celestial which is the lowest bit that yeah. is going to be yep. here on Earth. Mm-hmm. And then above that, you have the terrestrial, which to me, the two should be switched, right? Oh, absolutely. Terrestrial, yeah, terrestrial should be like the, the base and dirt. then celestial, but no. And that always fucks with me because... And everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah celestial here on Earth is the lowest, then terrestrial, mm-hmm. and then the mm-hmm. celestial above that. Well, yeah, but let's not even get into the fact that this is a mid-19th century guy writing in 17th century English. Yeah. Oh, exactly. British, <laughs> exactly. British English. Translating. Translating. Yeah. And that just that fucking kills me. Yeah, no, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, plagiarizing from yeah. the Bible all the way. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. when he talks about wheat and barley in in Central America, let's mm-hmm. let's assume that's the case because that's yeah. the, it's the unofficial position of yeah. the LDS Church that that's where it took place. But but wheat and barley versus like what we know is squash mm-hmm. and beans and that yeah. kind of thing, right? Absolutely. And um, I will preface this, you know, by. By explaining some of these things, what I hope to do is also to demonstrate how you can come about uh, some of this information, um, you know, just kind of demonstrating what the anthropological and ethnographic methods are. Uh, so, you know, if we're saying specifically about um, wheat and barley, we have to go back to you know, 600 BC and kind of look around the world uh, to the places where those two grains were being used widely and what they were being used for. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of cross that exactly. So we're all holding up our beers right now. <laughs> oh no, that means I. I, I, I know we're we're. <laughs> oh no, that means I'm out. Well, you have illustrated my point. Still it's, it's, it's still it's that a still was the silent beer, me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but we we look at what wheat and barley was used for. It was primarily used for alcoholic beverages. Uh, you know, when we're looking at breads, um, breads. I mean, we didn't really have in a lot of areas, we didn't have a lot of yeast. We didn't have a lot of leavening. I mean, that's why uh, leavened bread is prohibited by the cash root in uh, mm-hmm. Judaism is mm-hmm. specifically because they hadn't really encountered it. And so when they came across it, it was foreign to their culture. And so thus they didn't understand it. So it was banned. Being made by heathens. Um, and exactly. So forth, being yeah. made of somebody outside of our culture. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. 
but you look specifically in Mesoamerica, you look specifically in um, uh, Central America, all the way up to the Arizonas, mm-hmm. uh, all that. And yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. In the Southwest, especially in this area in Utah, we're using a lot of squash. Uh, we do have breads that are made out of honey and uh, maize, uh, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, different different things like right, that. Yeah, sure, corn, yeah. Um, so they did have breads. I thought you said mice there for a minute. Mice. I was like, that's I, an interesting I, ingredient. I'm, in you bread. know, I, I'm sure there <laughs> are some uh, some indigenous populations that use mice. Um, With a little honey, it's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw one where the tribes were using uh, mosquitoes to make uh, burgers. No, exactly. Mm. So there you go. Mm. Like everybody it tries something fucking once. awful. Yeah, if you got enough mosquitoes <laughs> around to swing a net in the air and yeah. make a patty out of them, that's a nasty place I to would, live in. You know what? I would fucking eat those bastards back once in a while. Yeah, I would <laughs> yeah. do that. <laughs> I would just make the patty and leave it out. See, fuck with me. This is gonna yeah. happen to you. Yeah, Dan. What what I do is I catch one um, that I deem to be their savior and I crucify him. <laughs> I am your god now. That's yeah, a great perfect. idea. Like just pin their wings and leave them alive. Like you know, oh, there there's a there's a black widow carcass at the end of my stairs at the other mm-hmm. end of the house here, and it's there not at all because I don't want to fucking pick it up. Wink, wink. But because I leave it there as a testament as to what will happen to the other black widows who manage to get into my house. Yeah, to go against the will of their god. It sounds like superstition to me, Dan. For sure. You, you might, you might as well just write it down. I, I, th- I think you're just afraid to touch it. <laughs> that, that's, not, that, that, that's not at all it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, but to, to go back to the wheat and barley... Um, so, I mean, we do we do have a lot of records of uh, indigenous populations, especially um, on on the coasts, mm-hmm. who were making breads that are very similar to the breads that we're eating today. Um, mm. The Hopi and the uh, Pueblo, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're very famous for their honey maize uh, sure. breads that they make. Four Corners area. So you think about it, you know, with a limited understanding, it's it's not a far fetch to be like, okay, yeah, they were using flour. Especially somebody who's, um, you know, obviously a male who's not supposed to do female jobs like, you know, make fucking bread. He's supposed to go out and con people for money uh, and rape 14-year-old children. (laughs) But, um, you know, he's not going to – How did we get to Muhammad? (laughs) (laughs) No, that was nine years old. That was nine years old. (laughs) Come on. Giving him too much credit there. Uh, You know, but – you see, Brett, you know, as somebody who, who's not really educated in, in, you know, food sources, production, whatever the, the sort, you see somebody eating bread, you know, even if it's, uh, hey, we had wheat and, and flour uh, integrated or introduced within the past couple hundred years, you're not going down, sitting down, reading the ethnographic records and saying, well, actually, that was introduced in 1658. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have been using it for two hundred uh, for two hundred years, but we introduced it to him. So when I'm writing about six hundred BC, obviously I should readjust that. No, he's too fucking stupid to do that. <laughs> um, but we have the records now because we can go back and we can look at, through archaeological records, and we can go back and date through carbon dating. You know when certain things were introduced, and the first time we really see uh, wheat uh, showing up. You know, especially in the Southwest, especially in Mesoamerica, mm-hmm. is around the late 16th century, uh, early 17th century. Okay, so uh, when 1590 it was, yeah. or so, we see. Okay, so that's way that's way past what we're talking about for for wheat and barley to be showing up for the Nephites. Or the oh, Lamanites, absolutely, so. absolutely, absolutely. Well, and as a frame of reference, when does the when does the LDS Church speak about or the, or the doctrine speak about 
the Nephites and, and being here in Jackson, Missouri. <laughs> you know, uh, Lehi, um, you know, it was uh, 600 BC mm-hmm. um, when he fled. And so, you know, maybe 40 years after that. Uh, so we're talking we'll about a thousand yeah, so year difference, an entire well, millennia. Yeah. So 560 BC to, yeah. Yep. A thousand years. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and yeah, what they're a thousand year and it, margin of error. And I've actually yeah. heard a apologists, you know, one of one of my favorite um Tan Peterson satirical sites. Oh, yeah. Oh, that <laughs> guy is, I, man. I, I knew that wouldn't get a laugh even I though fucking, it was because cause you fucking hate him so I, bad. I do. That guy's just such a fucking douchebag. No, yeah, he he's so bad. For sure, for sure. He's so bad. Um but they'll you know they'll claim, well, you know it, it's such a big fucking place, you know. Oh. Sure. Like, somebody over there it could be weak. Sure. Well, guess what, fuckers? I don't it's know not, what my neighbors yeah. are cooking, so obviously yeah. they could have yeah. invented something it's really not, weird. It's not an indigenous, and here's a dirty little secret, it's not an indigenous plant to anywhere. It's genetically modified from uh, earlier strains, and it was yeah. genetically modified in Mesopotamia, so that's when it first began to show up in, is in Egypt, everything of that sort. It didn't make it over to Europe until you know, late 12th century, really, is when they started integrating uh, wheat. They already had barley at that point. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, There's, following cultural so diffusion. So you're saying and it over. they invented the GMOs? <gasps> Monsanto. Oh, <laughs> okay. no. Well, listen, before we delve into GMO, which... No, that was more of a joke. Because I know, all, because we're, we're all fine with that. No, I, I, I remember uh, Al Gore uh, claiming that he invented GMOs along with the internet and global warming. Really? really? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Why, who knows with that guy? Uh, he, He's God. Yeah. <laughs> but I was gonna, I was gonna say, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like there's, there's at least, well, there's, it seems like there's more evidence to suggest that sweet potatoes have been transported between West Coast, Central or South America, Chile and stuff, and the Pacific Islands than there was between uh, Middle East and Mesoamerica with wheat and those kinds of things. Oh, certainly, um, you know, and, and you have, uh, you know, obviously different strains. Um, and I am by no means an expert of this, um, but one of my former mentors, uh, Dr. Patrick Chapman, um, did a lot of work on uh, Micronesia, Polynesia, mm-hmm. and the trade of uh, sweet potatoes and yams. Yep. And I know there's a difference between sweet potatoes and yams, I, I know. but I don't I, fucking care. I, <laughs> they I, taste exactly the same. Yeah. One comes from Africa, one comes from Central America. They look America. almost identical. Yeah, I thought I might have said yeah. the wrong one, too, when it, I said that. I wasn't sure it, either. They're the same thing. It doesn't fucking matter. It Really, uh, we're just arguing semantics at that point. But they were traded um, back and forth between the islands and the mainlands. And in you know, Easter Island, which was, what, 998? Yeah. Uh, yeah. AD something, uh, give or take uh, 50 years. Uh, you know, they, they have remains of uh, sweet potatoes or yams, whatever the fuck you want to call them, uh, on that island. And so we know that the trade was going from mainland uh, back there, but that was a widely used food source. So if we're talking, and, and I should preface this by saying that it was the most widely used starch that they had. Right. So if we're talking about bread being made, you know, if it's Mesoamerica, we're not going to be mentioning corn or mice. We're, we're not going to be mentioning that. We're not going to be mentioning wheat. We're not going to be mentioning barley. We're going to be mentioning yams, mm-hmm. sweet yeah. potatoes. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck yeah, is that squash, mentioned? Yeah. yeah, where is that mentioned in the Book of Mormon? It's yeah, not. nowhere. 
nowhere. When that should be the lifeblood. Right. And they also forgot tapers and mentioned mm. elephants instead. Oh, but that, yeah, uh, that's the fucking horses. And horses, and horses were, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it was deer, but they said horses. Yeah. And Your I mean, translator fucking sucks. These, these fuckers yeah, are. Yeah, they, they rode yeah. dog sized animals into battle. <laughs> yeah. And these fuckers are coming from Europe. Yeah. They, they know what deer are, you know? They know what horses are. Yeah, of course are. they do. Yeah. Of course they do. Taper might have been confusing, of course, but that, you know. You know that's that's a little better than the size of an average terrier. Yeah. They're not riding those things like, I, like a little I, like a dick dick. I don't know. I saw that on a hunting show. <laughs> there's no, an animal. There's there's a, you just wanted to say dick dick. No, there's a deer called a dick dick. <laughs> yeah, it's the deek deek, but they're yeah, actually yeah, it looks like ta- dick dick. Tapers larger than a deek deek. <laughs> Can we say cock on this show? <laughs> yeah, sure. It wasn't a cock cock, but I think it was a. I, I, it, <laughs> it looked like I thought the guy said dick dick on the show. Yeah. I'm like you're shooting a dick dick. I'm like what the yeah. Fuck? But if, honestly, if, if I'm if I, I might be wrong, but I think that's Southeast Asian. Yeah, there's there there are really small deer species. Oh yeah, they're like they're like the size teeth. of a fucking yeah. cat. They actually have incisors that that grow out. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're, they're little things. Like I saw the guy shoot it and they went up. It's it up and I'm like it's a it's a cat. It's like, definitely it's, <laughs> it's definitely not a cat uh, cock cock. No, not a cock cock. A penis penis. <laughs> oh, so, oh, I was gonna use that one next. <laughs> I was gonna say the Mormons rode in the battle on penis penises. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's like that's hard to say. <laughs> Rid up your shield. I'm mounting my schlong schlong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like a Monty Python sketch right now. Yeah. <laughs> Running on the schlong we do, we do run, run some tangents. But we, we've all been to the zoo. Yes. We've all seen tapers. Who the fuck is looking at that and being like, well, that could be that a That could be a, or a deer. Yeah. Or even <laughs> or a deer. Or a deer. Or right, right. Mm-hmm. So even if your vision was really fucked up, you couldn't mistake that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nor would you be riding one into battle. No. It would be funny, yeah, that's, though. That's the big mistake, I think, there. <laughs> With your steel sword before steel was ever invented. Exactly. Well, at least, yeah, at least in the Americas. Yeah. Well, no, nowhere on the planet. In 600 BC. Well, not in 600, no. No, no, no. Um, well, but some of those, well, yeah, okay, yeah. Some of the, I was going to say some of the battles they've talked about take place after that, but what they talk about the Jaredites and stuff, yeah. that's before 600 that's, BC. That's uh, 2000. You, that's uh, what, between 2000 and 1500 uh, BC. Yeah, and, what, and, and you're talking about like the, the battle between uh, Shiz and Coriantumr. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. he, he smote off his head with a, with a sword. Yeah. So you're talking about steel. What four thousand years ago? Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, four thousand years before, before was, the uh, Bronze Age. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, when we when we look at it, you know, um, yeah, there was weapons um, around that time that we're finding archaeologically, but most of them, you know, the lucky few will have blades that are made of obsidian. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, one one of the things that archaeologists and anthropologists look at is uh, is what's called behavioral ecology. And so if you study biology at all, uh, you recognize, okay, this is just a theory that you place around uh, creatures, um, animals, um, based upon what their environment is. And so the choices that they're going to make to gather food to survive within that environment is almost like the simplest form of cultural tradition. I mean, this is, this is medulla obligata shit. I mean, this yeah. is like your basal <laughs> survival. And so if you accept evolution as, as fact, which you should, it's, it applies to humans as well. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I meet within uh, my field of anthropology. There's still some individuals who uh, disagree with that, but they're also 
stupid. Um, well, but just, just like you, find, so you find wrong. people who don't They're accept climate wrong. change. Exactly. exactly. It's uh, a but, small group. Yeah. Though. But behavioral ecology, I mean, certainly applies to humans as well. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're looking at, uh, you know, a, a huge obsidian blade, which mm. let me tell you, that takes fucking forever so much work to, to chisel it to out make it to nap that yeah and, well, further, and to find yeah. a chunk of obsidian and, and to yeah, find so a chunk of obsidian yeah. where there's only a few places in the world oh, that yeah. you can go find obsidian that large yeah, yeah. but i've heard uh, they're extremely sharp knives oh, oh they are oh, yeah, yeah. they are but here's the thing when when something takes that long as a creation behavioral ecology tells you does it take that, at least six days to create uh, Probably, probably even longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe rest. one day to rest. But, uh, <laughs> but behavioral ecology tells you that it doesn't make sense. So yeah. that's part of the cultural yeah. niche. Um, if you're if you're making something, and obsidian is extremely brittle. I mean, it'd be basically stabbing yeah, somebody with a glass knife. Yep, uh, that's essentially what the chemical composition is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, am I gonna am I gonna build an obsidian blade just to fucking break it? On the first person I come across, yeah, spending a month, fuck no, napping it. Yeah. that's yeah. that's not going to happen. Not to mention that there is zero record of mass genocide or yeah. massive wars yeah, in the course. archaeological record. The few yeah. pieces that we've had um, and and seen that are very big, elaborate, could be uh, identified almost as a sword, even though swords didn't exist on this continent until they were brought over by the Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the few things that we have seen are largely ceremonial. We have never seen any indication that right. have, they have been used in battle, that they have been used to take another life, that they have even been used in hunting. More of a royal stature type thing. It, it really is. It really is. It's the... like the Mercedes-Benz of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, look look what I can do with a fucking rock. Mm. Well, congratulations. Right. Mo- That's mostly awesome. they would use the hand axe, I guess, right? The, the, the universal tool of the flint and obsidian. That yeah. Kind of the yeah. Carving and cutting. Or, you know, what the fuck ever they could just grab in an instant. Yeah, sure. sure. I mean, when you're, when you're talking about grinding down like basalt into an ax, I mean that I've, I've done that through experimental archeology span and it takes like a fucking month and that's an hour, two hours a day. Yeah. Right. right. I I finished that. And let me tell you, humans are the same any, any period of time. Like you, you see petroglyphs that are up on like 600. Yeah. Homo sapiens. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, so Something that I spent that long on, I'm not going to bash it over yeah, somebody's yeah, yeah. head. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to be like, there's a fucking cliff there. I'm just going to push you over. Right. Right. I don't like right. you. Right. <laughs> you or, or flee. I mean, yeah. I mean that, that would have happened a lot too, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. This, this may not be a question completely not subject or you might not know it, but I'd heard this before where they said the theory is saying that Native Americans was a reason why you don't always find arrowheads because they didn't always use arrowheads because it took a lot of time to make. You know, it was easier to just put a basically a point on the end of your arrow mm-hmm. you just carve it out of the wood and launch that on ammo because you're going to lose it anyways oh that that's absolutely true i mean um you know i i've worked with some uh, amazing uh, because the procedure to do it is called flint napping yeah um so you basically take a, a piece of chalcedony chert um i know that some modern polynesians will steal the cat's eyes off the fucking road and use that okay it's it's actually really cool i mean if you have it available you're going to use it that's behavioral yeah. ecology yeah. right there. You're going to take the path of least resistance. And so when you think about, um, okay. So when you said cat size, you're talking about modern stuff, the reflectors on the yes. side of the road. Yes, yeah, okay. the reflectors off the side of the roads. Um, 
but it takes even the master flint nappers a couple hours to to select a piece of obsidian um it's definitely a real science to it uh, because you have to make sure that the the percussion that you're putting onto it is not going to fracture the glass to make it unusable. So you have to make sure, you know, there's minimal air pockets on that, so on and so forth. And so, you know, a couple hours to make a fucking arrowhead. And these are the masters. Yeah. But I imagine that if you're doing it, it's part of your survival. This is part of your culture. It's not, not necessarily something that you're studying academically. You could probably knock one out still half an hour. And then that's not to mention the fucking resources that you have to go out and search for Incorrect. and trade for that it's it's going to cost you obscene amounts of resources to be able to get that. So, again, yeah, we have arrowheads that we can map for different cultural traditions, different projectile points, and they were used, but only in times where it was abundant. So, you know, if you're going into a hard season where you don't really have anything to trade for the materials, yeah. A fucking sharp stick works just as well <laughs> as sitting around hammering at a rock for yeah. four hours. Yeah. I, I just I can remember yeah. where I heard that someplace where they're talking about saying that there wasn't always a you know an arrowhead on the arrow that a sharp stick worked just as well and it would took less time you know you can make like mm. I don't know I'm just off the top of my head saying you can make twenty sharp sticks you know get them all cured yeah. by the fire. The yeah. time it would have taken you to well, find the materials and make one arrowhead. You know what else works well and we know they did too was that they would get big groups of hunters. And corral a group of of horses or woolly mammoths or something, mm-hmm. and run them off a fucking cliff. Oh, certainly to or, their death, or even and, even a small uh, crevasse or canyon or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, anything. Like and that. then you, you can take them down resources. with, with yeah, sure. uh, uh, you know clubs or whatever it is. Then you can just fucking stone them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, do yeah, whatever if you, if you had to at yeah. that point. But yeah, and and you know also think of it this way: uh, when you're making projectile points or something, you know you're you're a skilled artisan. You know, much in the yeah, way sure. that we have artisans today, um, you know, the concept of art didn't necessarily exist, but you need to market yourself. Okay. You need to say that I'm the best at making projectile points. I'm the best at making this, you know. So when we have those Clovis points, I'm sure you've seen in museums where they're just fucking obscenely mm-hmm. huge. They're translucent. There's no fucking way you're going to use that to bring down a mammoth. <laughs> it's going to break. It, it, you know, it's like, hey, I'm going to throw a window shard at you and see if, what, what that does. I'm a fucking elephant, but whatever. Um, you know, they're, they're making that to say, look how fucking awesome I am. Look how good I am at doing this shit. And so if you need, you know, any of your projectile points... Come to it, me. Come to me. I'm the right. man to see. That which, big one. So which, that big one's like the the advertisement outside the front of the store. Exactly. No, <laughs> which, that, that's exactly. Yeah. And that's that's which the sounds currently, like artists. They probably couldn't even throw it anyway. Yeah. You know. So that's the currently I'm accepted theory. I'm making fun of myself. <laughs> you know. They. You know. It's the same with basketry. I mean, you see these very ornate basketries, very ornate. Right. Pottery. Right. Right. I but mean, they didn't use that to collect berries, right? Oh fuck no. Oh. Yeah. 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 Fuck no. Those were the the pieces. Like, hey, if you want to give me. Um, like a couple ears of corn, I'll make you make you a basket. So, so Book of Mormon fails on flora and fauna. Then. Mm-hmm. Um, Certainly, and at least, at least for the the semi quotes they make on area uh, that they're that they're supposedly living in at the time. Um, is there is is it easy anthropologically? Like, is there is there a difference? You could tell. Like, like let me ask it a different way because. I'll, I'll get a full sentence out. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> All right. So Native Americans, right? It says right in the foreword, 
are the chief ans- are the chief descendants of of the Lamanites, right? Well, that was until 2006. Now it says among the many ancestors, right? Because they want to talk about the genetic shift and all that. Yeah, let's and they got proved that because that's bullshit. But yeah, so let's just say again, that's the evolution of the LDS Church. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's let's just take Native American groups and and uh, is is there anything anthropologically like um, customs? Um, Dress uh, like a link, uh, uh, hunting techniques, uh, weaponry, um, any of that kind of stuff that links them to the Middle East in any way. No, uh, 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 I mean, over like Asian or North Asian populations. I mean, because there's obviously clear links to, to Asia, yeah. Um, as, as far as Middle East, I mean, we're, we're gonna just ignore the haplogroups, which if we research the haplogroups, we know. Beyond the shadow of a doubt, that so, sorry, say that hap- haplogroups is it's part of the mitochondrial DNA. Okay, um, different regions will spawn different haplogroups yep. that you can mm, trace. Mm. Um, you know, I encourage okay. uh, there's the a listeners. really cool yeah. documentary about it. I think um, where they do the gene uh, the, the genealogy of people and they basically trace them back. And, like they were doing it in, like New York and major cities sorry. and going yeah, certainly going. You actually have mitochondrial DNA that came from this region, so your family would have came from here and immigrated through this part of the country. And oh, absolutely, because the, and, the the mitochondrial DNA is is translated um, matrilineal, so it's only through the mother. Um, right, but you know, that would take a couple hours to explain. <laughs> so I just <laughs> encourage the listeners to go on. And research haplogroups, um, H-A-P-L-O-G-R-O-U-P-S. Hook it on Pahonics, work it for me. Uh, God, that was a bad idea to spell. That was really bad. Um, But so... Autocorrect will fix it. Yeah, autocorrect will fix that. Uh, But we'll ignore that. We'll ignore the genetic evidence that obviously proves that they didn't come from the Middle East. And we'll look specifically at uh, cultural traditions. Now, um, the one thing that needs to be noted is that Native American traditions are as diverse as European traditions, sure. uh, so or any tradition throughout the world. So, um, you know, even in this area where we have the Navajo, the the Shoshone, and the Paiute, that'd be like trying to compare, compare uh, ancient French, ancient German, and ancient Greek. Um, so it's very, very diverse. Yeah, yeah but, but we still know, even as diverse as Western Europe, Northern Europe, even include even include the Balt- Baltics, the Slavs, mm-hmm. and the Russians. Yeah, even as diverse as that group is, none of them came from Polynesia. No, absolutely, so, absolutely, yeah, okay, yeah. So, so we can. I'm, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, at, so we can. Right? We can certainly. We can certainly make that. But what I'm saying is, I'm not an expert on every single tribe. So that there's a lot oh, of sure. uh, diversity that I'm not aware of. Um, but I worked a lot with the Navajo, um, mm-hmm. and specifically the main tradition that sticks out in my mind that proves that they're not Middle Eastern is they speak an Athabascan language, mm-hmm. uh, which is primarily found uh, through Alaska and Northern Canada. Mm-hmm. They're the only Southern tribe that speaks that language. Right, so the Inuits, yeah. So, yeah, very, very similar to the Inuits. Mm-hmm. So. They came, and I happen to know through records that they settled in this area around 1500 AD. So, mm. and they came down; they migrated down uh, from Canada. Right. So that's indication right there that the Navajo um, came from the Bering Strait. Yeah, which is which those. is which 1500 is way later mm-hmm. than even the peak of the Mayan Empire, which was late way later than the peak of the quote Lamanite Empire. Yeah, exactly. Um, but even and, um, you know, when we're comparing to Asian traditions, we can look at material culture. And this is 
this is what helps us out the most when we're trying to make these uh, educated guesses. You look at the material culture and I did some work with um, Washington state tribes uh, and I won't necessarily mention which ones nobody's going to know what they are anyway, but uh, <laughs> you know, due to um, copyright copyright and uh, policy laws, <laughs> I can't really do it, but um, you can find uh, very similar um, artifacts from Japan all the way across, mm-hmm. all the way up through Alaska, where you start getting very, very heavy Russian influence around uh, 13, 1400 uh, AD. Um, and then all the way down to California, you see that there are very distinct things that they do that can be traced. One of the most um, prominent things is the use of acorn and leaching mm-hmm. it. So they will dig a three foot wide pit, bury acorns in it, let a aquifer uh, underground water run through those acorns for about six months that leaches out all the tannic acids. And now they have a sweet flour that they can use to make bread. Interesting. Okay. And you see that all the way across mm. Okay, and it's a continuous loop. And that, and that's something that, that you find pretty heavily in throughout Syria and, and Jerusalem and, no, you don't find that anywhere. <laughs> nowhere. Okay. Nowhere. I mean, it's, that's something I rather think, yeah, specific. Yeah, I think that's what yeah. Matt was getting at. Is <laughs> because yeah, because it didn't come over. No, because, no, no. you know, yeah. you have... It, you would have think that, yeah. that Lehi could fit an acorn on his boat. <laughs> Probably. I mean, if Noah, who came many years before him. Right, right. And he, so he was further removed from the chosen dispensation, let me tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Noah wasn't as good a guy as Lehi was, obviously. Which is another one of the things that we talked about pre-podcast, that it just fucking blows my mind that even in trying to tackle the more difficult questions in the LDS faith, the LDS Church released a letter saying that, no, we believe in the literal, in the literal story of Noah and the Great Flood. Mm-hmm. Like that, that according to our official church doctrine that we just published a fucking letter affirming this year really fucking happened. Yeah. That blows my mind. Yeah. yeah. And then like, the- that's a special kind of fucking bullshit. It really is. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's the special Olympics of bullshit. Um, no, but, but it's something that really ties it in. Um, the Kashrut laws have been around uh, since BC times. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have a continuous archaeological record. If we're, if we're going to argue, if we're going to sit here and argue that um, pork was banned by the Kashrut laws, um, then it would be very obvious to me that the Mesoamericans or whichever group came would be following the law of Moses mm-hmm. um, prior to Christ coming to this country, uh, to grand old America, and saying, yeah. you know what, Americans? Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no fucking need to not eat pork anymore. Right. Like, you pork still can't bad. eat shellfish, but pork yeah. is bad, right. okay? Right. Drugs are bad, okay? <laughs> like, it's just fucking... But we don't see that in the archaeological record. We see a, a constant consumption of pork products yep. yeah. all the way yeah. across the board. And so if they were coming from Israel, that's one fucking thing that we should see is adherence to the Mosaic law. Sure. Yeah. Which does not demonstrate sure. anywhere in the archaeological record. Sure. On either continent, South America or North America. We yep. don't see that until Jewish individuals start immigrating here right. in the late 17th or the late 18th century. Right. Right. That's the yeah. first time we see it. And, th- and and they're going mostly through Ellis Island in New York. Mm-hmm. Right. This, I mean, this isn't tribal stuff. So, yeah. No. You would, you would have We're seen that about, on the Eastern yeah. Northeastern coast of the U S versus South, South, Southern U S yeah. Central America. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 
we'd actually be talking about Jewish or Muslim Im- immigrants from 600 BC, right? And and all the in- indigenous Amazonian populations and so forth would be still adhering to Mosaic or Islamic law, mm-hmm. right? Which we see none of, yeah, whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, to, a, that's an yeah. interesting point. Yeah, not to mention that we can actually um, look at human remains. Which right. The Mormon Church probably doesn't want me to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> well, but yeah. you can, you can. I'm sure they don't want this yeah. podcast to happen ever. Yeah, <laughs> because again, pre-podcast, you know, we're talking about how race is a um, cultural concept and not a biological right. reality. Right. Um, you know, case in point, I can start at the equator and I can just walk constantly north or south, and I'm never going to see a defining line between white, black. Uh, yeah, Asian, yep. anything like sure. that. It does not exist. And sure. so we just have variabilities in um, phenotypic responses. That's all perceived race is. Um, so, wow, I'm really drunk. So, <laughs> um, Welcome to the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, but that was something else that I, that I've always thought was kind of interesting too. Uh, and, and I've heard Richard Dawkins talk about it when he talks about, you know, within within archaeology, within archaeology and biology, you find people who are either lumpers or splitters. Mm-hmm. Like, where do you decide? No, you know, this was this was a different species, or this was, you know, right. where where do you where do you draw that line mm-hmm. to say that this was a different this was a different hominid, this was a different type of yeah. you know whatever being when we're when we all have the same common ancestors stretching all the way back through time yeah. and, and evolution. Well, and again, it really depends because anthropology is as guilty as a, as any other field of, of study. I mean, you still have individuals who are very set in their ways that race does exist, but the evidence that I've come across is it doesn't. However, in the scientific language, you're still going to hear mongoloid, negroid, and caucasoid. Um, caucasoid really comes about... Um, because it's it's the closeness to God um, is really determinate, and this is where these uh, racial qualifiers came from. Was the 19th century? Uh, we had mentioned in in our conversation over Facebook today about uh, pseudoscience in um, the LDS history and religion. This really is American history, uh, the pseudoscience of it. Uh, so we have those uh, those Caucasoid, Negroid, and Mongoloid uh, qualifiers, as well as uh, many. Uh, n- numerous other ones that we can see. Like I mentioned pre-podcast, uh, orangutans were uh, considered mm. a race of humans uh, in the 19th century, homo orangutangus, um, <laughs> which just sounds know, funny. They, they mm. had more rights than People blacks. accuse me of, of being very orangutan-like. Yeah. <laughs> so proof, proof yeah. in the pudding right there, homo orangutangus sitting right in front of me. But uh, um, so it, it still exists in, in uh, scientific nomenclature um, because we're looking at uh, human remains. And this was my original point um, where I can look at, you know, this, the shape of your incisors. I can look at the shape of your ocular cavities, uh, the shape of your cranium. And I can, build an educated guess that is more or less right most of the time. I mean, there are some phenotypic uh, responses that could counter that, but I mean, mongoloids almost universally have shovel shaped incisors. So if I look at skeletal remains and I see those shovel shaped incisors, I can say, well, this is mongoloid ancestry. Well, what the fuck does that mean? It means anybody who, came from Asia at one point and has Asian ancestry. Um, 
I'd say probably 98% of Native American remains that we mm-hmm. have studied and have identified have those shovel-shaped incisors. And right. if and they were coming from Israel, the, they would not have those. I was going to say the remaining 2% that aren't, quote, mongoloid only occur after 1492. More or less, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, I don't have access to much remains, uh, you know. Uh, but I'm just, I'm just but, saying, like, the, the, the only Caucasian or... Uh, African yeah. well, genetics, I, as, as those, genetics go, yeah. only occur after 1492. Those, well, those frequencies go down. You do have um, uh, some in the uh, Confederate tribes of uh, uh, the Cherokee Nation. And um, God, what's the one that that movie was based off of? Mohicans. Uh, yeah, last of the Mohicans. Anyway. Stay alive no matter somewhere, what occurs. Dogman? Somewhere in the Northeast um, – they they had uh, individuals that you know because let's face the fucking facts. Columbus wasn't the first person to get here. Oh no, sure. no, sure, yeah. Sure. We had Vikings uh, immigrating, you know, from ten thousand. Yeah, we had Asians here. Yeah, which created all of our Native Americans. Yeah. No, exactly. Talk about an hour proving yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so that's where the the other like anywhere from two to ten percent are coming from that don't have the shovel shape. Oh, sizes, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are coming sure. from you know. Uh, Scandinavia, Scandinavian immigration, or yeah, who knows where else? Polynesia. They've had interactions for oh yeah, but well, the, the, they're the, they're Asian too. Yeah, yeah the Polynesians yeah, yeah, have yeah. those shovel shaped invasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's actually a really good documentary I'd seen about uh, Polynesians going to some island. I can't remember when it was. It's called like uh, Tonkito, I think it's what it's called. But it was actually filmed from the actual guys in like the 1950s or 1940s, whenever it happened, where they were saying, "Hey." I can prove that this group of people moved here by boat. And they're like, no, you're fucking wrong. You're impossible. Impossible. Like it goes, they followed the, the winds. They followed the, the tides. And they would just naturally take you to this set of islands in Polynesia from, uh, like, South America someplace. And he built the boat off it, all the materials that would have been built back then. And he fucking floated to Polynesia. <laughs> Landed on a fucking Polynesian island. It's like, see? Proved you. This is exactly how this so. fucking works. <laughs> you guys are all fucking wrong. Give me my fucking prize. Neener, neener, neener. You have any news this week, Ray? I don't. I was lazy. I was busy yeah, this I week. <laughs> how about those elections? Oh, fuck no. that shit. Well, I mean, honestly, if you go with history... It, it was kind of predictable. Usually, this historical <laughs> precedent is is it's an swaps. average of six that that are in the opposition party to which yeah. whichever president is is in. His so team. it's really not a surprise that it happened. Do I like that it happened? No. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a surprise? No. I just hope that they get off their fucking asses and don't do some bullshit fucking rules like I. Spend another what twenty billion dollars trying to repeal Obamacare or the Affordable <laughs> Care Act, as you should be saying it like it's actually called. Yeah, it, I, I was, I, I figured that the Senate would fall. I just, I didn't realize that the margins would be that big. Yeah, yeah. Was, I'm, I'm very disappointed because they got they needed fifty one and they got fifty three. Uh, and I think it was fifty three, fifty four, fifty five. Fifty five at the end. I thought it was fifty five at yeah, the end. I think so. Um, but here, here, I mean, here's the part that fucking terrifies me um, is we we already have a culture that's anti-education uh, oh, yeah. for the most part. Yeah. yeah, We've seen, I mean, anybody who has a pair of eyes and a pair of ears knows that we are in the midst of a culture war, um, you know, much akin to, and I might get some flack of this, but much akin to the 1960s. 
Um, no, no, I think it's totally. I think yeah. that's totally uh, parallel. That's a valid, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and a lot of it is, uh, you know, how, how how do you control a population and keep them dumb and ignorant? Yeah. And so we we are seeing it in the schools. We are seeing it with human rights, and it's it's scary. And what can fix it is is scientific education. Science, you know, just. It's, Something as simple as just putting in, putting fucking Bill Nye the Science Guy. I was watching oh, yeah. that before I came yeah. here, and I remembered growing up, like I would come home and I would watch Bill Nye Bill, the Science Bill, Guy Bill. on fucking Bill PBS. Nye, and same here, you know. And that was that was very exciting to me to yeah. learn to go replicate those those experiments. Yeah. And I don't fucking see that anymore. No. You know, to quote Neil deGrasse Tyson, to quote I was just say, Carl Sagan, <laughs> the education is is gone, and this is what scares me: is now we have a majority of people in power who are fundamentally against that scientific Opposed to education. Yep. Exactly, exactly. Scientific discovery. Yeah. yeah, and they use a fear mongering tactic with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just with that, but yeah. even with like a. I know people are iffy about common core, but I'm kind of like, you know, I don't see the problem with having a common core of values or, or educational things that teach people. Yeah. Well, let, let me put it this way. If we were not teaching creationism in schools, we wouldn't need a fucking common core. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing is people are like, oh, yeah. we want to teach what we want to teach in school. We want to teach what we think is valuable in school. Like, no. Teach what fucking needs to be taught, not what yeah. you hold sacred, not what you believe. Teach the fucking what. Shit. What has your Bible <laughs> demonstrated as true yeah. since its inception? Nothing. Yeah. Versus all of the scientific discoveries, yeah. all of the mathematical discoveries, all of I mean, anything yeah. that you want to think of. What has your Bible given us other than that which was originally written yeah. on, the, on the pages? Or know? what? What has there's re- no there's no prophetic information in there there's no discovery to be made there's no learning about anything you the only thing that you would learn from the bible is what the bible says about fucking ignorant sheep herders in the bronze age yeah yeah bunch of cave jews <laughs> but, but it's, it also doesn't spawn any desire no to learn into yeah to if, grow. if you have all of the answers as ken ham says all of the answers for your life yeah. are contained in this one yeah. fucking book why would you ever Ever yeah. step outside your fucking yep. door? Why, There's why a would you ever learn about anything else around you? All of your answers are laid out in one fucking book for yeah, you. I know of a book. <laughs> a book. <laughs> well, were you like, there when it was written? How many times has has religion changed to to accommodate science versus how many All times the time. science yeah. has uh, changed to accommodate religion? Didn't the LDS Never. Church just change it this fucking week again? They change all the time. As well, I said, over, if, you, well, if you don't, be, my Mormon friends, if you don't Kelly. believe in evolution, yeah. study the history yeah, of your you church. Know what? That works for it Catholics evolves too, all then. the fucking time. Yeah. It works for Catholicism too. Yeah, they're not, religion. Not that they're allowing women into the priesthood, but they're allowing women into a special meeting now. Yeah, they, they're special. They well, they made it part of the general conference, yeah. which which is big because if you go back to the Journal of Discourses, it was supposed to be separate. Yeah, because yeah. It, there was no priesthood, there was no authoritative. Uh, speeches. It was basically the Relief Society was made to, because um, uh, the way Joseph Smith writes about Emma is that she was a controlling bitch. You know, I like <laughs> no, to think she that let me fuck all the fourteen year olds. Yeah, exactly. I, I like yeah. to think that she was a reasonably educated woman. Dude, she was so tolerant. Yeah, like that fucking guy was a creepy asshole, man, and abusive oh, yeah. too. Hey, Joe, did you fuck another girl? <laughs> God damn it. 
Well, the babysitter again. Yeah, the babysitter Shit. again. Yeah, I hid in her bedroom all night. How did you know about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that whole it's that's all fucking creepy. I don't yeah. understand. I don't. I have a really hard time with my LDS friends and family members who are like faithful LDS people. I don't understand how that is a thing mm-hmm. in the 21st century. They don't read. Yeah. <laughs> well, um. <laughs> well, they do, but just the bomb. That's no, why I don't. no, they don't even read that. Okay. I've got, I've so got the quad. Well, here's, if you don't mind, um, the the church, and this is why it need, needs to be defined as a fucking cult, okay. because the church controls the information, not just reading material, but the type of media that you put it mm-hmm. into your into mm-hmm. your brain mm-hmm. sphere, yeah. you know, whatever. So they control it. They control what you're reading. They control what movies you're watching. They control what music you're listening to. And the that's news. All. And they direct proxy, their the members. News, they direct their members to go out online and and you know provide good reviews of yeah. their local church ward house and oh, to yeah. do, you know all of this all of this grassroots bullshit to to mm-hmm. try to make the church look better through its membership. Yeah. yeah. And I mean look look at it this way. When you when you look at a major metropolitan area and I'm not calling Salt Lake a major metropolitan area. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for the offense of people who have <laughs> No, don't it's, worry about but it. But it's a, it's a small podunk town compared to, you know, uh, New York City and everything Chicago, that sort. But it's yeah. still the biggest city in Utah. And it's still it's the, a it's very It's the biggest city for miles. Yeah. To uh, be honest, well, I mean for, Denver, yeah, Vegas. Um but you know, you look at at, at uh, international centers where people are coming in. You have a circulation of, mm-hmm. of a lot of new ideas that are coming in. When you have very conservative uh, areas, you know, let's look at Utah County. There's yeah, not okay. a, not a lot of circulation of new ideas coming through. Yeah, and that's little, yeah. why that's why religions still exist. That's why we have the Bible Belt. That's why we have yep. uh, the Mormon fundamentalist camps. That's why we have them because there's no mm-hmm. new ideas coming in. I would agree. And the members are taught and to very fucking, little diversity. Exactly. And the members are taught to fear those new ideas yeah. through confirmation bias. Yep. And the church adamantly teaches members. <laughs> I don't know if teaches, but they, they employ cognitive yeah. dissonance and confirmation bias well, into their I mean, members. Dude, a, a lot of it's just straight up sexism and racism. Yeah, you know, and it, it's it's not thought it's not thought of that way by by the small. Like I live in Utah County, mm-hmm. and and you know, I mean, I'm from Boston originally, but uh, but you know, you see a lot of that, like where it's just um, it's not thought of as racism or sexism. It's the teachings of the church. Men and women are just different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it, like, you know, and I've, I've even tried to say publicly, you know, in, in situations with my, my girlfriend's family, say, who are, are living Spanish fork and, and, and super religious, uh, that I'm a feminist, mm-hmm. which seems weird to them. Yeah, guys can be feminists as well. Right. Yeah. And then it sparks this whole thing. And it's like, well, it's just, it's just about, it's just about equal rights for, yep. for, and, and yeah, but well, men and women are just different. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what? You see, that doesn't strike you immediately. We're both as human. We're both they're have both, feelings. But it's they're just, equal, but in different ways. Well, Women have their their specific duties. Yeah. And men have their specific duties. And and here's the thing: yeah. like, if if yeah. if you accept, um, you yeah, know, you again, just, again, you just open up and yeah. crack open that vagina for us. <laughs> that's your duty. Get the, and we'll, and and we'll get paid. And we'll get paid more for the same fucking job. And that's our duty. 
Yeah. And don't forget the Fuck dishes. You know what? And right. we have our special magic you know powers. What? Get in the fucking kitchen to make me a baby right now. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. I, I got the Lord's power. <laughs> I got the fucking priesthood. <laughs> I mean, sorry, get, the effing priesthood. If you put that accent on, you eh. could probably run for president right now. <laughs> I could. <laughs> you know, I love God. God has spoken to me about this country. My name is Joshua Fulmer, and I'm running for president yeah. in 2016. I'm a Republican. Of course you are. And I, uh, I have never sucked a dick before in my life. I have never inhaled marijuana. I've, I've tried to suck my own, but that's a different story. Yeah. But that's okay with us Republicans. That's just experimentation, man. I, I did notice for some fucked up reason that that duck dynasty dude was all over the news being like oh duck dynasty whoever phil robertson was oh, named yeah, yeah. He, he supports this candidate he supports this candidate and there's and a I should whole care because phil's yeah. such an informed fucking person well then there mm-hmm. he did had a whole spiel about you gotta vote for this guy because if you don't vote for him all your religious liberties and your your america and it's all gonna be gone there those liberals are gonna take it and they're gonna basically well, shove it down the fuckers sink. Like, like that guy confuse liberties with privilege yes. yeah yeah they do well, remember that 10 years ago, it was Chuck Norris. Yeah. Chuck Norris. Yeah. yeah, Chuck yeah. Norris was in the same fucking position yeah. that Phil Robertson's in now. Yeah. He's like, if, if you don't vote for President Bush, I'll roundhouse kick you to the fucking face. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Because yeah. I'm I, 75 and I look like I'm 40, and that's because I run on a Nordic track. And I have this amazing wig. I have an amazing wig and a wife who is 30 years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. I, I would fear Chuck <laughs> Norris. I'm voting Bush, even though he can't come in a third time. Well, Jeb Bush, who's right. oh, yeah. been noted the retarded son of the Bush family, yeah, which is fucking yeah. scary. That's hel- that's so scary. <laughs> that's why I, I actually asked a friend like, the other so day. Jeb Bush is the retarded son. <laughs> yeah, what to, the fuck was George? To think that know. George is the achiever in the family, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> Jed must be exactly. fucked up. No, I'd actually asked a friend the other day. I'm like, who do you think is the Republican nominee going to be for president? I'm like, well, I honestly think it's going to be Jed Bush. I'm like, are you fucking serious? No, it probably is because he's had a brother really and a dad. Well, who I'm we like, got? We've got, we've got Christy. Yeah, Christy. We've got Chris Christie. We've Cruz. got Jeb Bush. We've got Ted Cruz. I think, uh, I think Texas Cruz is, governor. Is he going to... Oh, Rick Perry. Perry. Rick you Perry gonna, is... Is he no, going to run Rick, again? Rick, Rick Perry... Um, I think he's going to run again. There's no way he's not I don't know to. that he is. He, I really, he is. He's, he's trying so? to remake yeah, himself. He he's he's got, the, he's got the new glasses. I think he's got plenty of support. Yeah. Oh, are they horn rim glasses? I, I still think... It's <laughs> yeah. like I got myself a nice suit paid for by you taxpayers. It'll, I, yeah. I still think Ted Cruz is the scariest one. Oh, yeah. 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 So I think a lot of Rick Perry guys went to Cruz when, when all that shit went down. Yeah, and, and there is no... I Like... I, I try to put myself in other shoes a lot of the time, right? Like, and try to find. You can get athletes for that. Way. I try. Which is also why I get find, called the hardliner on this show. I try to find redeeming qualities in people that yeah. I disagree with, right? And I can find no redeeming qualities in ten, in Ted Cruz, other than that, you know, if I were looking for the smarmiest motherfucker in the on the planet. That would be my guy. Yeah. You look up douche nozzle in the Webster dictionary, <laughs> you're going to see a picture of Ted Cruz. Uh-huh. Like, I can't, there's, even if I were Republican, I would fear this fucking dipshit. Like, he, mm. he's, he's opposed to immigration, though he's an immigrant. Yeah. He's opposed to education. He's opposed to science. He's opposed to taxation. I mean, and, and I can understand why. He's opposed to poor. He's opposed to minorities. He's opposed to women. He's, 
he is the he's the antichrist. antichrist. <laughs> that was, that's yeah. where I, that's kind of that was the only term that I could think of was yeah. he's just an evil smarmy greasy motherfucker. I can't yeah. find any redeeming qualities in Ted Cruz. Well, well you know, I I I've said it before. <laughs> we we got to go to South Chicago, get some of that Ebola, and give it to everybody, all the Republicans. Just get them right out of here. Can I have a cell phone, too? It's an easy solution. I like a cell phone. <laughs> that was uh, our president, Barack socialized health care. What's that? You sound like Obama. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, I was doing. Yeah, <laughs> he does a good Obama, I think. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I just I can't find any redeeming qualities in Ted Cruz. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's a rarity. Like, I, I well, try to... I, I, I got, I got one like redeeming quality, in, possibly. What's mm-hmm. If they actually do get a Tea Party vote on the ballot, he will be their candidate, which will split the Republican vote between yeah, the extreme that's, conservative. That's not really a... They're they're pushing. They want it. No, yeah. I'm just saying that's not that's not really a. Re- I mean, it's a I know redeeming fact in the point of he's going to split the Republican vote between two people. Yeah, it's good if you're. A, but I'm just like I think Dan's talking about more on a human level. Yeah. Oh, human level. Oh, he's yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only redeeming yeah, no quality he has is he's going to fuck over the Republican Party. <laughs> I'm he makes not a sure party. he could be yeah. classified as ba- fully ballot. human. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a very uh, valuable statement actually there because. Um, you know we're we're you know we're talking about the damages are going to happen and certainly they're they're going to come to where we're going to have anti-education anti-science you know reduced budget for nasa the things that oh, we've yeah. been fighting for i mean i can only fucking imagine when the the state or the um, um federal supreme court is forced to actually hear the case for lgbt and and uh, same sex marriages what's going to actually come of that because part of the, our redeeming factor right now is they have refused to hear the case. Yeah. And that means that the judgment of the district court, that's the judgment that, that states that yeah. it's unconstitutional. Now, if the Supreme Court hears that case, then there could potentially be another ruling. I, I think I think they yeah. I think they would be really, really hard pressed to justify ruling against it at this point. I mean, none of the arguments, none of the arguments that have been proposed stand up to scrutiny. You know, you, you get, you get people saying that, you know, children do better in a, in a two parent household, mother and father. Okay. So then are you going to say that, you know, single, single mothers need to give up their children? Uh, elderly people who can't have children can't get married anymore. People who are infertile can't get married anymore. I mean, it's it's or all you're required the, to have yeah. children if you do get married. Yeah, all exactly. of the arguments against same sex marriage fall flat on their fucking face. They there are no good arguments against it. Yeah, and I I, I definitely see your point, but I mean, look at what's happening with with climate change. That should not be a fucking argument. We no. should not be going right. in there. But when we have the fucking head of of what what was it the climate change. Fucking whatever. Well, the, anyway. well the, he had the Weather Channel guy that came so, out, and the Weather yeah. Channel was like, he worked for us for one year when it started up. He was never even a part of the Weather Channel. Who's he not claims, a real scientist? He's well, dude, a fucking no. weather guy. Yeah, for, forget he, about climate change. Evolution shouldn't be an argument. No, the Bible yeah. shouldn't. Religion no. shouldn't be an argument. Exactly, but it, but, but it yeah, is, yeah. and that's the that's the thing that frightens me is because I can, I can look at things. It's a that major political are point very right very now. detrimental to us as a species. Yep. Like very detrimental. If we don't if we don't change how we're consuming, we're gonna fuck over the planet. I mean, environments are always gonna exist, but yeah. whether or not we can exist. Well the planet will much, be fine. How much more advanced would we be were it not for religion? Yep. 
You know how much? Yep. How many other? How many extrasolar planets would we have visited yeah. by now? Yep. How many other places would he would we have colonized outside yeah. of the planet Earth by now? Well, you know? let's, assuming we could all work together yeah. as one without religion. Well, yeah. let's let's which, put which it, would still be. But I but I know what you mean. Yeah. That that's a major speed bump for sure. Let's yeah. put it this way: look look at fifteen hundred years ago. What what the um. Uh, it, they weren't even the Islamic nation, but but the Middle East, you know. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. W- with algebra, with yeah. every basically everything, every yeah, astronomy single astronomy and, and uh, scientific and mathematic, yeah, uh, theories that we still use today that we yeah. So that were discovered there prior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that yeah, was well, fifteen hundred well, years well, ago. Did algebra you, is a good. That's a that's a good example. That's a that's a that's an Islamic. That's a uh, an Arabic word. And yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. is algorithm. And I, I, I want to hit on that real quick because I heard an apologist. Uh, argument to that, by all means, where he said it. Well, at that time, the Muslims were taking over all the Christians, and they were fighting wars against Christians. They were taking basically all the Christian scientists and all of their ideas away from oh, them. Oh, that's they horse claiming shit. it as their own. So it wasn't really Muslims no. who came up with it. That's it was Christians who did came you, up with it. Just did you, Josh? Wrong. I was like. Did did actually did any of you guys happen to attend Neil deGrasse Tyson's talk when he came I here? Did. I fucking yeah. wanted to. I oh, did. it was awesome. And he touched on that. He talked oh, yes. about oh, yes. you know pre super fundamentalist religious Middle East where yeah. all of these innovations were coming out, yeah, all yeah. of these scientific discoveries, all of these great math discoveries. Yes, yep. he also addresses it. And, and, and then when it stopped yeah. was when religious fundamentalists dark took ages over. are when, called dark for a reason. Yeah, when <laughs> when. The Islamic movement really took place, but the thing is, is Christianity was still viewed as uh, a cult. Mm-hmm. You know, it was outside still, the norm. It was yeah. still not mainstream. So to go in there would be like, well, you know, they were just taking over the Westboro Baptist Church and stealing all their ideas, which is fucking ludicrous. <laughs> yeah, right. You well, know, that, that's exactly that's what a he's great saying. point. Yeah. That's a great point. Actually, we weren't stealing your ideas because your ideas were shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, so he. And I want to say that Neil deGrasse Tyson also in his show that I did the the revamp of Cosmos, yeah, uh, which Loved you can it. actually view on on Netflix yep. now, and I encourage all the listeners to do so. Mm-hmm. There's a whole episode on that on on the the contributions yep. that the Arabic nations made to science and mathematics prior to religion coming in and infiltrating the culture. Yeah. He also he also has a, a pretty in depth speech about that at Beyond Belief 2006. Mm-hmm. At, at the science conference, where he we talks quite at, in depth about the uh, Arabic contributions yeah. to and well, modern science, I, I just wonder if the whole you know argument to that now would have saying, well, that was originally it was Christian ideas. The Arabs went in there, you know, they beat them, they took the ideas from them. That's more of a of the what are we calling it nowadays? The Islamophobia or whatever. Where Islamophobia. It's like, yeah, yeah, we're like, well, we just don't like anything to do with Muslim culture, and we don't want to admit that they actually were a very powerful, great culture at one point and gave us a lot of shit we have nowadays. We're well, more advanced than us at one point. And they also weren't like the Muslims we know today. I mean, they were very accepting. They were very secular. It wasn't a religious fundamentalist. Which they were for... Uh, no. yeah. It'd mean, be like comparing the UK today where, you know, mo- most right. most yeah. uh, individuals who lo- live in the UK, they might still claim religion out of... Uh, you know, I, I've been in the Church of England my whole life. My, my parents have been... Mm-hmm. In, do you go to church fuck out of tradition no. and culture? Like, who right. the fuck goes to church? Who yeah. the fuck believes yeah. in God? <laughs> but yeah. no, I'm a Christian. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. I'm a Christian, but no, I don't. Fuck yeah, they, they claim Christianity but... the same way they claim being Britain. 
Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. It's just something who and, I and the UK that. was the first to have the atheist church. Yeah. 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 Or even even more close to home, it might be like Alabama versus Massachusetts or oh, Texas yeah. or Utah versus Washington State. You know, like it's a, it's a huge, huge gap between what we think what we think they were like or what they are like now and what and what they actually were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, people talk about the United States of America and, and yeah, we're we're united as a nation in that we all fall under the same banner and the same flag and everything. But, I mean, you find huge cultural differences between states, even within a state. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're in Salt Lake City, it's it's fairly liberal, you know, it's, yep. it's fairly liberal normal coffee uh, shops uh, everywhere you know yeah. affirming <laughs> compared to it's, the rest salt of the lake city yeah. has i think the second largest or the largest uh population of gays per capita yeah. in the it united states i think that. it is yeah. the largest now you step outside of salt capita, lake city yeah. you go to you go to utah county or davis county and it's completely opposite oh, yeah. i mean mm-hmm. super fucking fundamentalist uh lds uptight. and uptight yeah. red state i mean outside salt lake city as a core Utah is really, really, really uh, well, not, yeah. not progressive. Yeah. Uh, Just well, like Texas, if you get it outside of Austin. Or or yeah. Oregon, for that matter. Um, yeah. I mean, Portland really is yeah. the only liberal right. place or, right. or along the coast, but you right. go into eastern, uh, even Washington State. Even Washington, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we, were watching, eastern we, were watching the, we were watching the election returns last night, and, and you know they threw up the map, and it had Oregon, Oregon as a red state, and Tracy said, Really, Oregon's a red state, but mm. what about Portland? And I'm like, it's, it's like Salt Lake City. Only, yeah. It's only Portland. <laughs> yeah, but yep. but the thing, and and this is you know kind of brings it back you get to outside the, the suburban yeah. areas. Well, and that's that's the thing too. I was thinking, I'm like, why? I mean, you already kind of answered why, but you get more of the liberal mindset, or more of the scientific, or more open mindedness mm. in large cities. The further you go away from it, yeah. the more closed-minded yeah. and the closed more rural, off they are. More urban areas, and, you get and into. because you have that more of the exchange of information, more exactly. of the exchange of and cultures me, uh, and learning. And let me, I mean, let me expand it one one step further. I mean, when you have a homogenous society, so uh, you look at Utah as homogenous as you can get. I mean, everybody's fucking Mormon. Knows Mormons has been Mormon, white, whatever Mormon, um, exactly. People, when you have a homogenous, <laughs> a homogenous culture, racist, very racist. <laughs> um, people are going to rebel in predictable ways, and they're going to rebel in the things that that homogenous culture tells you that you're not allowed to do, i.e., drink coffee, drink beer. And so Utah has some of the best breweries, small breweries that I've ever come Absolutely. Across. The counterculture here is awesome. And, oh yeah. And that's exactly yeah. it. It's it's yeah. it's been labeled at times counterculture or, or um progressive culture, subcultures, whatever it is. But fundamentally it's a rebellion against a homo- uh, homogenous culture. Mm-hmm. Um and you see that all the time and they are always attracted to hubs where new ideas are coming in. So when you have Portland, which that's where the airport is Portland was not always the most liberal place. Um, sure. You know, for years they tried really hard to be Seattle and they yeah. just failed drastically. And so <laughs> they just opened the well, door and said, Kurt, you know what? Fuck it. Kurt yeah, Cobain, exactly, man. exactly. They said, fuck it. You know, hipsters, you know, we, we, we've tried to get <laughs> Portlandia. Yeah. We've tried to get people to come down here. No one's coming. So fuck it. It's a hipster city. You know, come on hipsters. Um, but it's become a very liberal place in the past uh, 10, 15 even 20 years Mm -hmm. uh, because people are from all over the state are attracted to that exchange of information, that exchange of new ideas. And it's the diversity that does it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, Utah is not at all mm. a very diverse place. Yeah, exactly. The most diverse no. place in Utah is Salt Lake City, and that's where you find that's the, the more progressive place, yeah. liberal yeah. ideals mm. being exchanged because you don't you don't have the the luxury of viewing people outside your religious beliefs, your cultural beliefs, your your upbringing as other because you're constantly surrounded mm. by them. You get to know them. You recognize them as other human beings and part of the human experience. Yep. You don't get to demonize them as yeah. other. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll tell you the simplest trick to realize whether or not there's an exchange of information within any kind of city, town, hamlet, village, whatever, wherever the fuck you're going, look at the restaurants that they have. If mm-hmm. they have a lot of different foods, um, and not just one, I'm not just saying, "Hey, you know, Olympia, Washington has like ten thousand Asian restaurants." That's great. That means yeah. there's an exchange of ideas. No, that <laughs> no. just means you have a fucking lot of Asian immigrants coming in. Yeah, a lot but more of the multicultural. Exactly. Like, yeah. You look at you look at Salt Lake City now. You know, within the past five, I would say five to eight years. I mean, I've only been here three, but from the information I've gathered within the five to eight past five to eight years there's been such an influx of different kinds of restaurants. You know, we have Mm -hmm. um, people who are coming in as, um, it's uh, no longer just American or Italian. Exactly. Exactly. Or Mexican. Mexican, It's Greek, Asian, Mexican. Well, the Greek, yeah. Greek's been Uh, here a long time. You've got, you've got Somali restaurants. Mm -hmm. You've got, I mean, people from all over the place. Well, there's that Greek Orthodox church in Salt Lake. It's been there since like the 1800s. Yeah. It's actually a really cool building to go look at. Cause I kind of like, and the Greek festival. Yeah. Greek festival. The Greeks helped settle Utah. Yeah. Yep. And that's, that's, no, it was just the Mormons. Yeah. It was just the Mormons. Just the Mormons. They were so persecuted. But that is the best indication that you have a circulation of ideas is, is based upon the food because that's, yeah. that's the first, I especially agree. when you have language barriers, that's the first uh, thing that somebody can share of their culture. Yeah, That's basically Everybody sharing, has to yep. eat. That's yeah. them sharing their life yep. story with you. So if you come into a, a you know, just a couple block radius and you say, okay, I have a peach joint, I have you know, Somali, I have Ethiopian, I have Brazilian, Brazilian, Italian, and yeah. you know, just right. within a couple blocks of each other. Right. That's a good indication that you're going to have a fairly liberal mindset. Yeah, a lot of diversity. Yeah. yeah. If you come into yeah. a large city and you just see barbecue and chuckarama, uh, <laughs> uh, what's that? Run, uh, run for the hills. Yeah, Provo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, fucking, you know, zombie apocalypse is going <laughs> to. Yeah, well, I know it's like a lot of people come visit and there's like, you know, they're, they ask the locals, you know, which is, which is what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, where, where's, some, where's the best place to eat? You know, and they say Olive Garden. You're Ugh. like, well, no. All right, well, this is not diverse enough. Yeah, well, you're you're a conservative <laughs> fuckard. That's, that's yeah, that's the Italian McDonald's. So, I usually recommend a bar. I don't know what the fuck you're talking like, about. Like like in Ogden where I live, I go, hey, go to Roosters. Roosters got some good Roosters food. Is good stuff. They yeah. got some good beer. Yeah. If you want to go have a good time, just go chill at Roosters. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Not Chuckorama. Chuckorama. No. Up I've ch- never even eaten at a Chuckarama. We've had guys that do retirement things where they're doing, ah, oh, free food at Chuckarama, and I still won't fucking go. <laughs> free food at Chuckarama, that's like, you might as well just hand me a free bag it's, of turd. Is that only here in Utah? Because I've never heard of it before. It's got to be. It's, I think so. I don't know. If it's, yeah. it's strictly a Utah so. buffet they, they eating have, establishment. They might have some in Idaho, because, you know, Idaho. Yeah. Is, yeah um, it's a, it's there's a, good it's people watching suburb. at Chuckarama, though. Is there? Like, like if you just go to Chuckarama and sit and just look at the different people going through the buffet line, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. For all of our national and international listeners, as an anthropologist, it's, it's like a, you would probably. <laughs> it's, and it's, I have done it. I have done it. You it's know? like it's like a it's like a low class golden corral. If that makes sense, if, if it's like Golden Chuck Corral and Cheese can be without the games. high class, yeah. sure. No, I'm not saying it's high. I'm not saying it's high. I'm saying that's how bad Chuckarama is. Yeah. 
It's like the poor man's. It's it's, wor- it's a poor man's Chuckarama. Or it, I mean, a poor man's Golden Corral. It, it's yeah. where it's where you take your fifteen children to feed at the trough. Yeah. Yes. At the trough. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know when you have when one of your sections of the buffet is just like goldfish crackers and macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Fuck right. everything about right. you, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fucking Dan never understanding me. <laughs> um, All right, let's hit so, it. Yeah, news. So what do you have for news this week? Let's hit it. Let's hit it. We got one news. We'll wrap it up here. Uh, Isaiah Zoar Marin, twenty-one years old, is charged with first-degree murder for the killing of Jacob Andrew Crockett, nineteen. Marin is accused of using a quote long knife or sword to kill Crockett, according to the court affidavit. The suspect Marin is described as a religious zealot and heavy drug user. The victim <laughs> is the son of. Those an o- seem somewhat incompatible. I don't know. I know, right? But the victim's the son of an Oklahoma State trooper. Police report the victim had what appeared to be multiple deep slash and stab wounds, and the head was mostly severed from the body. Well, at least it wasn't all the way severed. So he was like nearly headless Nick from. No. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, I've never watched that because I'm not oh. a child, so I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh, I love the Harry Potters. Come on. Says the oldest guy in the room. <laughs> Marin was watching videos on YouTube related to his Christian beliefs and the book of Matthew before the murder. The document also notes that Marin had feuded with Crockett in the past because the victim was practicing witchcraft. Oh. The defendant's brother, Samuel Marin, said in the past Jacob and Isaiah had disagreements because Jacob had been practicing witchcraft and Isaiah had strong Christian beliefs. What does he qualify as witchcraft? And what does he qualify as Christian? Yeah, exactly. Well, and therein lies the other problem we got with our society now, where it's like, well, no, we're a Judeo-Christian society. Anything else? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, I, I would almost argue this this is... Very strictly Christian. Well, yeah, but oh, not 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 the witchcraft though. No, sure. But, no, but, but her his saying re- that his yeah. reaction to it was is oh, actually yeah. more oh, Christian yeah. than the way Christians. But behave. it's it's not yeah. following the way our society is supposed to be, where you're allowed to be able to practice any religion you see fit to sure. practice. But that's not. Yeah, yeah I agree with. Yeah, you. but I mean, it's, according it's to the, the Christian way, according to the Bible, I mean, he's not really. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's not that their way, but it's this country's. Fucking rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is, which is, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I Again, proving yeah. that this isn't a Christian nation. Yes. Right. Right. Because if it was a Christian nation, we would have an established uh, yeah, Christian we wouldn't religion. Have, there would no way this would happen right here, yeah. this podcast, if yeah. this was a Christian nation. Uh, I've always, I've often, well, not always, but I've often wondered which of the Christian denominations would make up our Christian nation. Yeah, I sure. think it would most likely would it be, be a Protestant. Baptist or Protestant. It, uh, it wouldn't be Catholic. It would be It would be, be, be Anglican. Protestant. I was going after what would have been around in 1776. Yeah, the most predominant religion. Let's say Anglican. I was thinking Baptist, Baptist or Protestant. Yeah, it would be Protestant, but it'd yeah. be Anglican. Yeah, Anglican. Pro- well, because- Baptist, Baptists are Protestants too. Right? Yeah, they are. But it, yeah, yeah, but they were the most prevalent. I thought that that now. time. No, no, in 17 like in 1776 when we were becoming a country. Well, not not where no. the founding fathers were coming from. No, that was that would have been Anglican. Yeah, the Church of England. Yeah. That's what they. One hundred percent. Yeah, but but they weren't. The, uh, some were that, but but, but others people that were, were splitting away from that. They didn't want to be part of the church. Well, yeah, of England and, and others were cer- certain other Protestants. There was Catholics because there was, there was actually atheists and and deists. I'm fairly too, certain, so. if I remember right, there was actually a tax at that time. If you weren't a part of, it wasn't the Church of England uh, in the Americas. In the Americas, before we became a country, 
For if the you Puritans, were, well, that, if you were like, well, like if for you're the like, Puritans, yeah, yeah. If, but if, if you're you also not, like a Baptist that, or that Protestant been, or anything like that, you you were taxed. That would have been the Anglicans then. That were oh. that were taxing them yeah, for, for the colonies. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So they already. Ex- I mean, that's why I was saying that there were Baptists, there were Protestants here, and they wanted nothing to do with the Anglican yeah, side. Yeah, of, they wanted to be free to practice that. their religion. The, the, Baptist, the Anglican Church, yeah. the Church of England, was the ones that implemented the taxes, which yeah, was yeah, a yeah. fundamental reason why. Um, for anyone who opposed them, yeah, yeah. yes, exactly. and, and why they colonies, were fleeing yeah. the persecution of religion, why yes. they were fleeing right. the um, the taxation of it was was specifically from the Anglican Church. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm trying to say I don't think it was them that would have been. No, they wouldn't have been taxed. But no, no, the predominant religion <laughs> in like when we're trying to form a new society and boom, hey, we're a new society. Yeah, but that would that well, would take the founding fathers actually having belief in in organized religion which a lot of them didn't they, no no yeah yeah they didn't that's why they gave yeah. you the, the freedom to practice different religions but it was actually the baptist that wrote to jefferson asking for a state religion wasn't it uh, i don't know where was, we came up with that's like, where the letters came out of them. Yeah. um I was, I was trying to think of it, it was i thought that was the most famous one where he, he wrote the line there saying, was congregationalist separation of church and state put a wall up between the, church and state the, yeah, congregationalists had a problem with. I I always thought it was funny. My my old neighbor in Clearfield, uh, when I first moved into that home there, uh, my first neighbors directly to the south of me were Baptist, and I was out mowing the yard one day, and you know, finished up with a bag and went to dump it in the garbage, and I went walking by the fence, and my neighbor, you know, was there, and she's like, "Hey, hi, 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 I'm your new neighbor." Blah blah blah. Yeah, and we we kind of struck up a little conversation, and she's like, "So." Yeah, we've come from, you know, my husband's from Wisconsin. Uh-oh. I'm from Texas, and we're both, you know, we're both, we just kind of feel like Utah's kind of strange. Like, it's not, you know, people here don't seem very friendly. And I said, well, are you LDS? And she says, oh, no, 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 no. And I said, oh, she says, we're Baptists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's your problem. And I thought, you somehow think you're so much better than, than the Mormons here if you're if you're a practicing fundamentalist baptist then you're kind of worse mm-hmm. really in my eyes and mm-hmm. they were they were the kind of baptists who would invite us over for margaritas and drinks and barbecue and everything but wouldn't tell our other neighbors who were two homes to the north of us who were also baptists oh. who attended the same church they would never invite them to the barbecues where they were having margaritas because it's they like the why do you invite two fr- why do you invite two mormons <laughs> camping right. joke yeah. yeah, so they don't drink. So your beer. The, because if you invite one, he'll drink all of your beer. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. <laughs> um, well, let's finish this article real quick. And then, okay. Um, so Marin is the murderer, uh, and his brother said, in the past, Jacob, the victim, and Isaiah, the assailant, had disagreements. Two very biblical names. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Yeah. Yeah, because Jacob had been, quote, practicing witchcraft, and Isaiah had strong Christian beliefs. Uh, Police say the two men were acquaintances, and Crockett was attending class at Northern Oklahoma College, but was planning on transferring to OSU. Marin's Facebook features many posts professing his love for God, with the latest public post being on August 8th of this year. This, This happened on October 30th. And the post reads, Tried to take on a demon... And God had to help me through the tough parts. Ooh. Oh, sweet Jesus! I have I have God. a relative who takes on demons and Satan whenever he's drunk, <laughs> and posts that shit to Facebook. <laughs> uh. Marin went on to say, "Got to be careful with my words and pay closer attention to my emotions. Need to figure out how to keep on speaking 
when I'm with the presence of the Lord God. Oh, yeah. Because you know, God only speaks, you know, when I'm high. 17th century yeah. English. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As, when I got ye needle in the, thy arm. <laughs> Which is another thing I always thought was fucking weird whenever oh. I went to LDS church was all the thee and thou and thine and blah, blah, blah. Does That's God saying, not yeah. understand fucking modern English? No, like, he, he doesn't. I don't. I, I never understood that when I was in church. That was one of the other questions that yeah. I always had. I mean, have have you read uh, the Bible? I mean, God's not the smartest character. It's I mean, be the King James version, right? Though not exactly. the not exactly. the New International version. Like, he's, or like like he's not the smartest <laughs> cookie. I mean, let's let's just face it. I mean, yeah. science is proving God wrong all the fucking time. Yeah. I, I I've I know I've said it before, but whenever people knock on my door, it's the, the easiest thing to do is just open the door and say, "Dinosaurs, go." <laughs> no answer. There's no nobody even attempts it. Yeah. But uh, he goes on. Uh, according to the affidavit, Marin, Marin told police, "quote I murdered someone and was rambling about sacrificing and magic." During a news conference, Stillwater Police Captain Randy Dickerson emphasized that the case is not related to a recent cases of beheadings. By Islamic extremists. No, but, just a Christian extremist. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Which I mean, there it, are no wait, wait, fucking difference. So Isaiah sacrificed Jacob? Yes. yes. <laughs> it seems like that happened once before. <laughs> or did, uh, didn't it almost happen? It almost no. happened. I, maybe maybe I don't think those she was just were alive at the same time. So There's Jacob and Esau, but Isaiah was way before they was he, he was way before them. So the apologist argument for this would be, even from a, even coming from a lot of atheists I know, would be, oh, well, he obviously had mental issues, mental health issues, and this sure. would have happened whether he was a Christian or not. I don't disagree. I agree he has mental health issues. Oh, yeah. He's a yeah. Christian zealot. Yeah, and this exactly. is, okay, with a needle we have in his a guest arm. here. This is where I'm going to be accused of taking a hard line here because probably he's the guy. Not. I'm going to probably agree with you. This is the guy that takes the middle ground, and, and, and Ryan oh, tends to kind of agree. I play devil's usually. advocate. Yes, okay. Yeah. So this is why I'm the hard line guy. But no, of course he has mental health issues. He yeah. fucking murdered someone. That are and aggravated by his religious yeah. beliefs, which is, which is what I would say. And, and, in, and I would probably be in full agreement with you oh, if, I'm, if we're going down this road that I'm saying... <laughs> Sure, we he has, lost the episode when yeah. they couldn't figure out. How <laughs> no, to, actually, seriously, I, I want to upload up it. On me no, where he has mental they health issues how to beat it. that are just aggravated by his fucking stupid, backward ass religious. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, well I that's agree. what I'm saying. To, to, yeah. to be a zealot, you're fucking insane. Yeah. yeah, he could have been mentally disturbed and praised Harry Potter at the same time and yes. tried to kill him with a wand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pat- yeah. The fucking Patronum Bazabadoo, whatever the Patron fuck they say. Bazabadoo. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's all the same shit. I don't, you sound like David Lee Roth. You are, you are such <laughs> not a... bop zippity bop You are such yeah. not a Harry Potter nerd. No, yeah, fuck you lied. Zabadoo. No, Jesus, I'm 30 years old, man. What the fuck? Why would I care about Harry Potter? Patronus is not a killing spell. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, but Zabadoo is. Yes. All right. I make up my own fucking spells. <laughs> when you add them together, it's fucking deadly. Dan, I am the devil. I do the devil's work. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, as a, as a demon, as a Varda Kedavra, I take on, offense man. to that story. As a demon, I take offense to that story. Yeah. Okay. But uh, just you know, I, I I'd like to say something about you know the the mental illness and everything like that. Yeah, sure. Um. So 
psychology and anthropology they they diverge on a lot of issues yeah well psychology is really a soft science it's it's about the individual where um anthropology is more about the the cultural traditions that drive the behavioral um, yeah, it's a hard, yeah it's a hard science um, it's it's based on evidence yeah, yeah. not exactly not personal experience yeah. so i i do have an example um that i briefly go through um to kind of illustrate this but uh, so we're we're looking at a guy who's obviously. I mean, I'm not disagreeing that he has a mental illness. I mean, obviously he he murders yeah, somebody yeah. in the name. But the thing is, is his religion allows that, and that's based upon his um, understanding of morality, his understanding of ethical codes, his understanding of uh, you know what is acceptable in the society based upon his religious mores. Mm. That feeds into his. Uh, mental psychosis which is already there and exact um, exacerbates yeah exactly exacerbates fuck i'm drunk <laughs> exacerbates the problem uh you know um you know stacy's take, driving yeah, right yeah, she is driving um you know i had oh she's drunk too <laughs> just kidding yeah. so i had i had an example she hasn't said it twice <laughs> I had an example that I had prepared um, uh, specifically about the, the word of wisdom, one, one aspect of it, yeah, uh, yeah. coffee and tea, um, you know, to kind of illustrate the, the point where just a misunderstanding of, of the scientific method, misunderstanding of, uh, of, of facts can lead to uh, a massive psychosis. Mm. Um, so we have the, the word of wisdom, which um, states specifically that hot drinks are, are not for the belly. So we get that, you know. It's and the word obviously. of the word of wisdom is the LDS churches. It, it's part of their. It's in the doctrine like, of covenants, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, the it's, word of the word of wisdom is is in the doctrine of yeah. covenants, which is part of the mm-hmm. quad set of mm-hmm. of liturgical texts yeah. within the LDS church that tells you the the word of wisdom section specifically tells you how to live your life. It, it's dietary restrictions. Uh, mm-hmm. It's I think it talks about um well it's it's not just dietary it's it's dietary it's how to treat other people it's who you mm-hmm. associate with it's it's basically how to live your life yeah um and and for the listeners out there uh, if you happen to be mormon and have a book of mormon or know somebody who is that has a quad set doctrine and covenants um it's in section 89 um but it's it, it specifically outlines um that hot drinks are not for the belly um and so there really is no explanation other than hot drinks are not for the belly. So what the fuck does that mean? Well, in the 19th century, and um, this is part of the conversation that me and Dan had over Facebook today was that, um, you know, about the pseudoscience in, in uh, LDS history uh, and, and doctrine. Um, One of the major things in the 18th and 19th century was a theory called the four humors. Uh, which you had four different liquids in your body, the yellow bile, black bile, phlegm, and blood. Um, and I won't get into too much detail for that, but those levels had to maintain a specific level um, to be a good, righteous person. Now, we know that there are different, we know that now it's it's plasma, blood, water, all those different things because scientific understanding has allowed us to, to move past the theory of the four humors. But in the 19th century, uh, it was believed that if these four humors, if they were offset a little bit, and this is where the white and delightsome, like if you become closer to God, you become lighter in skin. 
Right. It comes directly from the four humors. Which is which has evolved now into pure and delight within and LDS. Exactly, texts. exactly. Um but they believe that that many different things could affect your righteousness. Um and so one of those things, um, which the Mormon Church will never admit to, was Emma Smith was a member of the Cold Water Society, which believed specifically that um any kind of vapors that were coming off of hot beverages, hot soups, anything like that. Um, evil spirits actually lived in, in the vapors, vapors. In the vapors. Wow. And that by breathing, So this is the cold water society. This is the cold water society. That you were that you mentioned yeah, um, during our conversation. So I was curious to know yeah, what that, what exactly you meant. Yeah, so that. Emma yeah, Emma Smith was and, and this this started in, in uh, the Byzantine Empire, so thousands of years ago. The cold water societies where they believe because they didn't understand water vapor. They didn't understand, you know, what was going on. So um, by drinking just a hot cup of, of beverage would invite those evil spirits into me. Um, and so it says specifically, and this is from 1868, we are told and very plain fleet or very, very plainly too, that hot drinks, tea, coffee, chocolate, cocoa, and all drinks of this kind are not good for man. We must feed our children properly. We must not permit them to drink liquor or hot drinks or hot soups or to use tobacco or other articles that are injurious. And that was from George Q. Cannon. And that's a direct um, response to the four humors where if you were to... And George Q. Cannon was? Was a Mormon uh, apostle. Correct. He was a Mormon yeah. apostle in 1868. And that became part of Mormon doctrine. Uh, and that was based off of a, a misunderstanding of science because this was accepted science in uh The demons were in the vapors? That the demons, the evil spirits were in the vapors. Um, the Mormon church even today still cites uh, um, Sylvester Graham, the creator of uh, Graham Crackers, as one of the primary reasons that they have moved away from coffee and tea because he was so adamantly against it. No. Yeah, because he was pro milk. Well, well, yeah. Sylvester Graham. You can't dip, you can't dip graham, graham crackers in coffee. <laughs> well, and here's the thing: Maybe. Sylvester Graham and uh, the Kellogg brothers, which were also Grahamites, um, they believed, uh, and, and it also mentions this in the Word of Wisdom, that spicy foods, so exotic foods, breed exotic behaviors. Graham was mm. adamantly against anything that had to do with uh, sexuality, especially masturbation. Mm -hmm. So he created, and then the Kellogg brothers created bland cereals to curb masturbation. Cornflakes. Cornflakes. Um, because adhering like to their diet would prevent impure thoughts, curbing masturbation, which masturbation was uh, the lead for every single ailment that we ever had. Sure, so sure, if you sure. masturbated, obviously you think, were going to get cancer. I don't think cornflakes is a cure for that. <laughs> no, no. I because <laughs> I don't know about anybody else, but... It seems like a weird... Yeah. Well, and, and now we know that masturbation actually helps men, at least, in... Prostate. Relieving prostate cancer, right? No, exactly. It, it, <laughs> it, it definitely does. But, you know, these are some of the crazy fuckers that were... Um, you know, they were the top scientists of their field, and they were quoting this. And this is what the well, Mormon Church was getting their information from. Well, and that's why science is bad, is because it always changes. Exactly. Yeah, you don't well, know. Tomorrow they could say that the sun doesn't actually rise and set, and we're not, you know, the sun isn't the center <laughs> of our of our solar system. 
It's something different. That's, that's Dan's Obama yeah. voice. That's, well, I, I, I do know when I eat a I good it's, bowl I think it's of fruit. Bobby's loops. World Mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that show? Yeah. For corn yeah. sakes, Bobby. Oh, for corn sakes, Bobby. For corn sakes, Bobby. <laughs> I do know when I eat a eat a good big bowl of Fruit Loops. All I want to do is jerk it, though. So, <laughs> yeah, that's because you're into those exotic tastes. Well, for I, me, I it's know. Captain Crunch. Oh, yeah. Captain, he makes uh, dude, you that go. That cuts the roof of my mouth. Dude, I can't. Right? Yeah, it's all yeah, about. Pain. The it cat tears, makes you go it wild. Tears my mouth up, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I just corn. It just seems weird. Corn cinnamon is a toast cure crunch. for something that was never a problem. No, no, exactly. But <laughs> so the the reason I'm I'm speaking of this is because it's, it's it's almost like it's a general psychosis. Oh yeah, that feeds into the ideals of people. So that, then they do harmful things to not only themselves but the others around them, uh, so, based upon a misunderstanding of biology. So this kid chopped off this guy's head because he was eating too many Fruit Loops. Is that <laughs> pretty pretty much <laughs> okay? Because if you think about it, if, solved it. Yeah, solved it. Solved it. <laughs> but if you think about it, if, if that religious psychosis, if that misunderstanding did not exist. Then we could we we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Yeah. We would be like, this individual mm. is definitely psychotic. But yeah. because we okay. have, but because we have so many different understandings of reality based okay. upon misinformation and not understanding yeah, the scientific. Yeah, the, the basic science, I would have been it, yeah. totally in disagreement. And yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I I liken so. this honestly to the the GMO debate. I mean, I have I have several no, liberal friends who. <laughs> Who are totally against GMOs because so they lack stupid. they lack a basic understanding of the science behind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know the fucking dog that's so awesome upstairs. That's a fucking GMO dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I loved it when I think it was like Jimmy Kimmel went on the streets and was asked people, uh, "Do you like GMOs?" Like, no, no, I no, hate GMOs. What, what does GMO, GMO mean? <laughs> like, uh. Germ management organization? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's genetically, or not, well, not even genetically, it's just genetically modified. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's as simple as taking two plants and splicing them together. It's genetically modified. Well, yeah. it's think, changing their genetics. Yeah, think about the gluten intolerant thing, too. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm gluten intolerant. <laughs> Do you know what gluten is? Um, It's something I'm intolerant to. It goes back to like Penn and Teller when they did the, let's ban dihydrogen monoxide. Nobody (laughs) fucking knows what it is, but God damn it, it's my food. I'm going to fucking ban that. I do have a friend who legitimately is. People die from dihydrogen monoxide all the time. I do have a friend that legitimately is semi-allergic to glutens like he yeah. learned it from beer like because there's gluten in beer yeah yeah, yeah. And he's like every time i drink beer i shit and puke does he have celiacs <laughs> uh he's got something where he like because i can't eat bread i can't, can't eat anything with any gluten in it anymore so it makes me yeah basically the, shit uncontrollably the, yeah i mean the, the thing is like the thing is bread was the very first processed food humans ever created oh yeah we've well been, he had a problem shitting when we were kids too though bread and beer <laughs> for for I don't know, 10,000 years since, yeah. since, since uh, farming started. And, and all of a sudden in the last decade, everyone's fucking allergic to wheat. I yeah. think some people, I mean, me. I think because there's some people it's, who are that's legitimately have allergies to things. And there's some people that are like, well, I'm just, I just don't want to eat it. What about sugar? Yeah. Everybody. But, but, the, but the thing when is, are we going to be allergic to that? Again, that's a fucking problem. Again, that's a popular notion that's based off of pseudoscience. And that's the damaging right. thing about pseudoscience is it can affect your perceived reality. And so you have, you, you have a respected individual or maybe not even a, 
respected individual, but somebody who can say, well, Dr. Uh, Doogie Hauser here says that <laughs> fucking, you know, we will make your penis fall off. And <laughs> so they eat the fucking gluten oh and they're like, oh my, my God, my penis off. just fell off. You know? <laughs> but it's, it's right, right, pseudo fucking science. And that's why the education is so important because you teach people to read critically. So you you read through yeah, any you're, you're assuming yeah. people are going to read. Well, they have to, and, and <laughs> they that's don't. the thing. They don't. They don't. But we they, have this yeah, podcast exactly. <laughs> they don't. But but not even the podcast. I mean, I mean, be be very selective about the the source of of information that you have coming in. Yeah, of course. And if yeah, you're yeah. you know, for example, if you're watching Fox News or watching any kind of news source, no. fucking double check it. You know, fact check. Yeah, and I know I it know. sucks. Sean Hannity yeah. is pretty spot on usually. <laughs> oh my god, he I is. fucking hate that guy. Hey, does uh, does Fox have a like anything to do with like Dish or satellite TV at all? Well, they are because the, CNN, the HLN, and all those are no longer on Dish and Network or whatever. CNN isn't on Dish. Dish fucking sucks. At, I, at work, I can't watch. Like at work now, I'm forced that people are like, "Oh, we're gonna put Fox News on." I'm like, "Oh." Fuck yeah, you, fucks. But you get KSL, so it's a win-win. You get the BYU TV. Yeah. Also lost Adult Swim, so no more that Black was, Jesus at work. Uh, yeah, I've I've never been a big fan of fucking Dish. They've they've always been fucky. I'm still Ryan looking at saying. yeah, it's fucky. <laughs> it's fucky. I'm still looking at getting rid of fucky Comcast. I'm thinking about maybe calling them up next week and having that fucking three hour long argument with them. I honestly love DirecTV, man. They just, they've always canceling my shit. Well. Yeah. Make sure and you post direct. it on YouTube. No, nothing. <laughs> just nothing. Yeah, nothing. No. I don't watch like You're cable TV. You're hardly ever home anyway. You're yeah, I don't. Yeah. And when I am home and I watch TV, I don't watch cable TV anyway. Like I, I'm paying an outrageous amount for them. Like I don't even fucking use it. Yeah, I need to get rid of it. Yeah. So. My my last question, I don't know how we haven't talked about this, but um, Supreme Court ruling that secular humanism yeah. is a religion. Uh, mm. Okay, in the context of why they ruled on it, I can semi agree with because it was it? over. It was all over the guy in was it California mm-hmm. that argued that hey, I don't want to be sent to a religious organization for. Uh, I don't know if he was a, an addict or what he was. He was a guy that won all the money. Yeah. Saying, he's like, I'm an atheist, yeah. and you forced me to go to this. Then yeah, I didn't want to go to it. Million yeah, yeah. It was $1.3 million yeah. on the 12 step. He's like, I'm yeah, an atheist. Right. You forced me to go to a religious thing. I don't, I'm not religious. I don't want any part to do with that. So I didn't go. And then he forced me to go back to jail again because I didn't want to go take part in something religious. Mm-hmm. So it was his thing that got ruled as. Are we going to are we gonna, are we gonna uh, yell again, Ryan? No, because yeah. I, I, I don't I, think it I should think be. I don't are. think I don't think uh, humanists, atheists, any of that should be considered a religion. No. It, oh, okay. I, well, I, I there's you, no I super. You were saying no, no. But in his case, I thought you were saying I thought you were saying he was making the he was the one that was making the case, and so in that case, well, he, he was, won his case, and the Supreme Court came and said, "Well, uh, humanists are recognized as a religious secular group. humanism. Secular hum- humanism is a recognized yeah. religion." Yeah, I disagree with that. I don't think it is either. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's no. it's. And yeah, here's here's well, one. And that that's kind of the thing, like right? I mean, you have all of these different well, religions. What it, what fucking, is it? Oh, what is it? What is it? If you are not religious, you know yeah. how do how do we classify you? How do we protect you? How do we guarantee your basic rights as a human being? If the Constitution, all of these, yeah. Well, if and if all of these other religions are provided these special exceptions, yeah, Well, to everything, how do we guarantee that you are able to? Uh, 
to to hold those the same rights that we provide. I, I am about you know, to go clover on you, Dan. To all of these other to all of these other things, and I agree with you that it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, but at you the need same to time, strip all of that shit away. They you didn't absolutely deserve agree. those rights in yeah. the first it, place. It, we yeah, all agree on that. Needs to all be gone, and then you can start with the fucking constitution, which says everyone has equal rights, and there's no fucking problem. I there absolutely shouldn't be agree. Tax breaks. Yeah. There yeah. shouldn't be any of that other fucking shit that 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 they're awarded for having a church. I absolutely family. agree. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But in so, but in light of the that, the, the, well, the world in which we, we find a, ourselves, we, how how do we reconcile? Well, we have four fucking cardinals in the SCOTUS right now. Yeah. That's that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's part of the problem. fight that this the I only, guess, the atheist only, movement is about a little bit is trying to say, hey, we're not a religion. Yeah. We, we aren't a religion, yeah, and, and your religion not. doesn't supersede everyone else in this country. So. Right. And, and everyone not. has equal rights, so yeah. stop treating your religion yeah. as yeah. And here's another so in order to obtain those those equal rights that are afforded to religion, how how do you then Did you say, say equal electrolytes? Yes. <laughs> I thought so. What's that you're watering uh, your crops with? <laughs> <laughs> nice Gatorade. Nice idiocracy reference. Yeah. They need their electrolytes. <laughs> Did I say electrolytes? <laughs> no, not quite. But I don't was, know. I just it wasn't heard right. electrolytes and it needed to happen. It wasn't right. It's Brando. Here's, here's the thing that fucking terrifies terrifies me of that because a lot of the you know American atheists um a lot of what their arguments and their suits are going for is that religious documentation religious education does not belong in tax funded public schools if you yeah, want to do it in your fucking course. private school fuck you you know whatever we won't we say can't there's no but there's 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 no recourse i have to say that you can't because you're a private institution yeah of course but tax funded schools yeah of course I mean, yeah. the fact that Utah has a fucking seminary program that you can yeah, elect out of, you know, a science class and go to a fucking seminary. I mean, that's, yeah. that's bullshit. Yeah. But now my fear is, and any of you correct me if I'm wrong, but my fear now is, yeah, is, is that the things that American atheists and the, the humanists, ACLU, everything, everybody's pushing for, you know, we need to teach evolution in schools. We need to teach science in schools. We need to bring pa- people back to be scientifically educated. Now, the things that we're pushing for, the people that don't believe in that, which is fucking bullshit in the first place, but the people that don't believe in that and are so stupid that they can't form an articulate thought, they're going to come back, which surprisingly makes up 55% of our Senate now. Um, we can, they can say, you know what? You guys are a religion. That can be counted as religious text because that's what you mm. you believe in. No, uh, some of them are already trying to do it. Against it. Yeah. yeah, some some are already trying to do it to try to get evolution pulled out of school. They're like, well, evolution is this sets a religious belief, and then, since we can't teach religion in school, you can't teach evolution in school. Yeah. No, yeah, but no, but that's what they're that's what they're that's what yeah, some people are yes, trying to yes, push. Yes, yeah. but they still have to prove. That that we worship a supernatural being, or or there's some other dimension. But here's that- here's what takes the cake. All they got to do is fucking vote on it. Yeah. And and I mean look well, at look at what the the current situation with the Supreme Courts and, and and basically every single court in every single country they will absolutely free, refuse. I mean look at what Tom, um, the creator and uh, main editor, yeah, Tom of Mormon, yeah, Mormon oh, think. I uh, thought you were going to talk about Hobby Lobby. No, no, oh, no, no, no. no. Uh, I forget That's his, Steve Green, right? I forget his last Steve name, Green? but. I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, really. The main yeah. editor of MormonThink.com. Um, uh, I don't know who that is. Anyways, he 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 did a court summons for Thomas S. Monson to come to the UK court. Oh, you're right, right, right. Yeah. And, and yeah. so he was going to yeah. sue right. them and everything of that sort. But the courts refused to hear it because then it would put religion on the trial. And that's that's essentially what's going to happen now. So for us to be able to make a court case out of it, we have to put religion on trial. 
And there's not a single U.S. justice that's in there or going to be in there that I can think of that would have the balls to be able to, to step up it. and say. I disagree. Ginsburg. I disagree. All all three of the fucking women judges will do it. Well, Ginsburg. All three of the all three of them that 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 that. Well, all the religious people say yeah. women shouldn't be in charge of men. They're all Tom the Phillips. ones. Tom Phillips. Yeah, Tom Phillips. But you know, yeah. I mean. Now, fuck Clarence Thomas it, it, and it, fucking and Roberts and, yeah. and fuck those guys. It could Scalia. certainly, oh, yeah, yeah, Scalia. Yeah, no I mean, way. it could it could certainly happen, but, no, but we're, Ginsburg, we're still, Sotomayor, we're still years away from somebody to be able to take a a religion to trial, and it wouldn't just be a church; it would be an entire religion. Religion, okay, so, whole sect. so are we the talking Scopes about trial are we talking about 20th, what we what, what we think we want, or are we talking about what we think should happen? Because we sort of have, seems like we switched into. From what we think is going on to what we what we or what we want to happen to what we think is going to actually go on. Well, I think that I I think that in a couple of years, you know, it might get to the point where SCOTUS would hear those those types of cases, especially what's going on with the culture wars, with the LGBT um, becoming legal and everything, and and churches coming in and saying, you know, yeah. we we have you know we're so adamantly against this, but the but. You know, the district courts are still, you know, fuck you, religion. You know, these are human rights that we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And I think that the the fight, you know, this is my prediction, that the fight is going to get much, much, much nastier, especially 2016 when we're electing. I mean, we thought Obama versus Romney was bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be fucking yeah, yeah. catastrophic. Okay, so we're talking about what we think. So are, are we yeah. looking at yeah. more of a war between saying uh, church has a say in societal law? I, well, as sure, far as saying sure, sure. this I mean, church, well, of course, this, this is yeah. the way we think law should be. Since it's our religious beliefs, this is what law is going to be. Versus, no, your religion has no say in what law should be. Yeah, ex exactly. I mean, you live in fucking Utah. You know how it is. Oh, I yeah. mean, the, the Mormon Church has an inordinate amount of of say in what our public policy yeah. and what our laws are. Yeah. And it just takes somebody with the balls and the gall to and 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 the money. Let's face it, and the money, money to yeah, go yeah, in, yeah, of course, and yeah. say we're putting you on trial. Money's the big part, mm -hmm. and it takes putting a religion. And this is really what I see it coming down to. It takes putting a religion on trial in a court setting where they have to present the facts, and they have to <laughs> define not only that they have to define what it is. This is what I mean, we're ideally, presenting yeah. as fact. This is what we're presenting as allegory ideally sure and even if nothing comes realistically out, yeah realistically probably not yeah but even if nothing comes out of that case and this is why i was hoping with the tom phillips case was that the mormon church would go on and say this is what we're presenting as fact this is what we're presenting as allegory and then that would reach out even if nothing was made from that decision if the courts were like no fuck this we're not touching this we don't want anything to do with it it's still a matter of public record and people can go on there and they can see the media can come on and say, you know what? They've fucking been lying to you guys because now they're saying that we're not presenting this as, as, as fact, this is allegory. Even then any, I mean, any religiously motivated murder that has ever happened has yeah. never fucking held up to say, right. Oh yeah, yeah. No, God told you to do it. So you're okay. Right. Exactly. Right. I mean, well, you know, and, sure. and the the difference there is that you know all of these people who have ever gone on trial for for murder and have claimed religious privileges, the reason why they did this, they haven't associated themselves specifically with any brand necessarily of Christianity or or any other theological reasoning. They've always said, you know, well, it was just God told me to do it. Mm -hmm. No, God didn't tell you to do it. You're just fucking crazy, and you killed somebody. Yeah, but exactly. I think I think I think we're about to to kind of hit a well. 
I mean, I hope it's sort of a pinnacle or a singularity or whatever you yeah. want to call it, because we have we have a large combination of things happening. I mean, we've got we've got more religious crazy nut jobs in in Supreme Court than ever that that are all unified. I don't know if I'd say than ever, but I, well, I, but I'm but they're, I, but they're the, having but, to face harder harder cases no, that are, that are that no no I, 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 fuck that. I actually no, fuck that guy. fuck that shit. I no, actually agree with. Have, I agree with Dan. Yeah, don't don't let me drown yeah. you out. I will do yeah. it because yeah. <laughs> my Irish comes out as the But I'm just saying you have the you have I noticed tonight, I had never noticed it before tonight, that you have the flaming shamrock tattoo on your cap. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 let me finish this point though. Like we in, in SCOTUS we've got we've got more unified religious nut fucking jobs than I've ever seen. All right. And and well, no, yeah, but, that's, that, I mean, but, that's, that's a, that's a valid point. Okay, but, I'm curious but, to know but, how many, but, how many other Catholic SCOTUSes we've had. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. That's only a part of my point though. <laughs> the other part is that, that, that we're seeing the, the most scrutinized, um, blocked, uh, uh presidency we've ever, ever seen in history. Mm-hmm. Right, and the combination of those with a, two, with a possible in, in exception, stark of, uh, contrast, with the possible exception of JFK. With possible, I still think more than you, that. You think so? I, I think, still think, I think more, more than that, than that okay. but that would be a close. I, I, second, I really yeah. like JFK, though. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big JFK. I would, fan, I would but, say but that that would be a close. I'm a Boston. He wasn't Irish in office guy. long enough, or same amount of time. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Okay. So Lyndon Johnson got him killed. What, what do you want to? You know. But uh, whoa, <laughs> so whoa, whoa. Got, yeah. Fuck Johnson, man. But so <laughs> we got. But so we got. We got. We got the Supreme Court that looks like that, right? Mm-hmm. That we already know how they ruled, and we've got the and we've got the most, um, uh, the most ad, uh, adversarial. Of, what? How do I want to say that? There's the, the, the most. Difficulty. The most contentious, the most disagreeable. Yeah, House or Senate, Congress, Congress versus the presidency we've ever seen, and I think that combination is going to bring us to a head at some point. Um, the next two years are going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah well, sure. That, but that's what I mean. I mean, you, 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 it's, it's definitely making people pick sides. Well, and, you know, I absolutely agree that you know it's it's the issues there. I mean, people are obviously batshit crazy in the Congress and the Senate. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you there. But I don't think that's fundamentally that people have changed. I mean, if you let's use um, LGBT as an example, I don't think that there's, even though there's more people coming out of the closet, there's more people being open and feeling comfortable that they can be open. I don't think that means that we have a larger incurrence of homosexuality or a larger just, population or a larger, or a larger population. population. Um, you know, population. we we look at we look at psychopaths, we look at serial killers. Yes, we've only had to define within the past uh, what sixty or so years, but I don't. You know, I don't think that we have a higher occurrence in this time. What I think is that we have more access to uh, information. information. We have yeah. access to people's ideas, and because we have that larger circulation of ideas. Is that push the pressure on people. Now, when people are presented with information that fills them with cognitive dissonance and confirmation bias, um, they tend to retract back into their bubble and they become more fundamental in their beliefs because they don't want to believe. They, it makes them uncomfortable to step outside of that. And okay, so, so we, we see so that. So we agree. Yeah. No, I, and I never said I disagreed with you. I just think that I there's know, a little I, bit I know, more of an explanation. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You, don't, you don't have to be afraid to do that just because i'm more <laughs> i know you're 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 kind of yeah. you, but i i can be a little aggressive but i'm, I'm not it's a yeah, little I just, aggressive. <laughs> why is that funny it's just funny to me. 
<laughs> a I think it, I think that's beer seven and eight. <laughs> I'm, you're fine. You're fine. Please I just take it personally. I just, <laughs> no, I just think we know weird. we notice the crazy more because oh, we're yeah. exposed to more ideas. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, sure. But but when when you have a situation that's so polarizing, then you're forcing people who would have taken a middle position to pick a side. And I, I think at this point, with the combination of SCOTUS and the presidents who we have, we're gonna we're gonna end up seeing a lot more people fall to a side we don't mm-hmm. necessarily mm-hmm. agree to. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, and you're absolutely right. I, I mean, that, we that's gonna that's what's gonna hit the traditionally. We've right. had what like thirty percent of people who uh, even upwards of forty percent of people who don't claim party affiliation. They say, you know, I'm I'm voting for the person who's right, and now that's that is reducing, and now we either have Democrat, well, or Republican, yeah. and it's not fighting across the party lines anymore it's fighting within the parties yeah but i mean yeah even even in situations like hobby lobby where we've seen we've seen a dramatic increase in non-religious affiliates you know growing over the last five ten years and and hobby lobby still was able to make their case all the way to the supreme court because there's a majority not just not just a majority of people who are religious but a majority of rich men who have the same religious affiliation Mm-hmm. And so the minority of SCOTUS, not even are, necessarily the same affiliation, but the same yeah, basic religious belief. They're all Catholic. I don't. I don't think Hobby Lobby's Catholic. Oh, it doesn't matter though. Well, right. But that's <laughs> no, what but I'm, I'm saying. saying I'm that saying within not, SCOTUS, it's not though. the. Within oh, okay. SCOTUS. Yeah, sure. You know, because you have the all the dissenting voices were saying, well, no, women should have the right to choose, right? Which is which is what this growing group, like we're seeing in the populace, this growing group of liberal, progressive, whatever. Um, non-religious affiliates are saying, yeah, fuck Hobby Lobby. Well, when you get up to SCOTUS, it doesn't fucking matter because it's a minority and you have this major group of, of people who are all exactly the same vote and they're like, well, yeah, they're Protestants, but close enough. So mm-hmm. we'll rule in their favor. That's what fucks us. Now we have a black president, right, who's also a progressive liberal. So we have SCOTUS, who's a majority religious men in Supreme Court, then we have then we have a black president. This is all coming to a head in a very bad place. I think. Well, for, I, I, I think for we us. all agree it's a fucky situation. A fucky situation. <laughs> yeah. But on that note, it's about time to wrap it up for tonight. Yeah. All right. Well, I know we got to yell a little bit, Matt. <laughs> got to get a little bit of anger out of you. I don't get angry. No, no. You got you got to get the it's Boston. Good. You got the Boston out. All right. Weekly dose. Yeah, let's of- do it. All right. <laughs> do we do we say a prayer at this point? Or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you offer it for us? Amen. <laughs> Thank you for bacon and beer, <laughs> most especially for beer. Yeah, I like beer a lot. All right. Well, I'll be uh, I'll I'll be unnecessarily angry, Matt. Tonight, oh. I was semi quiet, Ryan. Tonight, yeah, you were very quiet, <laughs> Ryan. Tonight, I don't I don't think you're unnecessarily angry. I agree with many of the things you say, oh, Matt. Nice. I think I think anger is necessary in these types of situations. Absolutely, by all means. I'm just, anger I'm just, is anger not, is a good motivating force. I'm not. You need to channel it. You need to channel it in in a productive in a productive way. You need to not tell me what to do, and I'm going to no. not be. I'm not angry. I'm not saying ba- I'm not, you specifically. I'm not angry. I'm just, basically I'm just Irish, Matt. Basically, we're telling you that we love you. <laughs> And then we support your decisions. Wow. And this is how you react. That was a, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I'll give you a hug after the podcast. Didn't expect that one at all. Oh. 
Thanks, Josh. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> yep. And go visit us on Facebook, Dallas Revolution, or look up Matt yeah. and Ryan. Go find us. They, Write some they, shit. They visit us on Facebook. Email Send us, us an email. More. Yeah, they, they do Facebook us quite a bit. But yeah, do some yeah, more. Do, do that uh, posty thing on the internet. The Godless Revolution at gmail dot com. Yeah. yeah, find yep. us on Facebook. Uh, you can contact me on Facebook. Or Atheist or of Utah. Atheist of Utah on Facebook. Or And if you're that guy from Brazil that sent me a friend message today, i sorry, I don't speak... Portuguese. P- whatever you were typing Portuguese in. Is, I don't know what you said. If it's Brazil, He it's speaks Canadian because he said sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, you hoser. <laughs> I'll get off the roof. <laughs> well, thank you very much for coming right. on tonight, Josh. It's, it's been a pleasure. Oh, it's my pleasure. All right. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Bye. See you next week. Bye.